I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. World domination was the goal. If you have not gone through the basic seminar, I highly recommend it. IBLP. 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 The IBLP teachings aren't Christianity. There's something entirely different. We have, for every one of you, the answer. Thank you for agreeing to talk to us. There's a story that's going to be told, and I would rather be the one telling it. Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. Aaron, Doug, we're back in the same room. I think the last time we met was... It wasn't Midnight Mass. We did something else after that. Uh, Last of Us. The I Last think. of Us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Guys, we're all in the same room again. And we're gathered here today because we're talking about the documentary series from Prime, Shiny Happy People. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we jump down the rabbit hole into fundamentalism, the Duggars, IBLP, Hinsdale, Illinois, <laughs> oh, I have to ask, what were your, like, did you encounter the the Duggars on, on TLC before this? Yes. Yeah, Doug. That was like Can my, you tell me your story about how you know about the Duggars? So I remember watching them like basically in a little bit in high school and a little bit of in um, junior high. And I actually remember, you know, some of my classmates, you know, talking about it, especially during, I believe it was freshman year. Really? For me. I believe it was freshman year. And, um, they were, they were pretty popular. And to be honest, I totally forgot about them until, <laughs> until <Now>. this week, <laughs> until I saw shiny, happy people. And I was mm. like, I wondered what happened to that family. Okay. So for you, it's like finding out what happened to like William Hung, like <laughs> just like a character like that. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like, cause I remember watching, I think it was like 16 and 17 and counting. 
I really? it was. Okay. Wow. I don't think, I think I barely remember like 19 accounting and I think I remember a spinoff, but I can't remember which spinoff it was that I watched. It was Jill and her husband still counting. Oh yeah. I think it was, I think it might've been that, but that didn't happen until later anyways. Yeah, which we'll get into because there's a reason for that. I didn't grow up with the Duggars. I didn't know about them. I didn't watch the Learning Channel, TLC. But I knew about John and K Plus 8. And to be honest, John and K Plus 8, the Duggars, they kind of blend together. It's a family with a whole bunch of kids. And it's like TLC and the world, I guess, are like, oh, yeah. (laughs) This is so interesting. They have so many kids. How do they do it? So, Aaron, did you know about the Duggars before watching this? I did. Uh, so growing up, um, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I'm a triplet. And I have three older sisters who are also triplets. And um, <laughs> so... No. Um, it's a miracle. From when I was like 10 on, I, I really only grew up with like um, the the sisters in my set of triplets uh, and, and like a younger brother. But, um, you, you know, we, when whenever we watched... Uh, the Duggar show because it kept changing names. Um, there, there's like a, a some common ground there from like having a large family. And I remember my parents basically saying like, "Oh, isn't this nice? They've got a family like w- with like 19 kids, and they're all Christians, and aren't they so well behaved and everything like that?" But it's not like we were like fans of the show where we're like, "Oh, we gotta watch," you know, 19 kids and counting. You're just aware uh, of it. Yeah, if, if it was. <laughs> So if it just like happened to be on during like regular TV watching, like sometimes we just watch it. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those shows like on TLC where TLC is almost like a freak show, you know, where it's like it turned into that. It was yeah. the learning channel. Right. And then it um, turned into reality TV. Yeah. And as we learn with this documentary, it, uh, the, the Duggars kind of put TLC on the map. Yeah. As yep. far as like making it as successful as it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get your John and Kate plus eight. 90 day fiance. 90 day fiance. My 600 pound life. Yeah. My strange addiction. Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. Uh, so yes, I was familiar with them growing up. And then like starting a few years ago, um, I'm a, I'm a fan of a YouTube channel, which is also featured on the documentary called Fundy Fridays. Oh yeah. Uh, where they, Basically, like, get on get on the rubber gloves and go diving around in the the trash heap of uh, evangelicalism, conservative, uh, uh, fundamentalist Christianity, uh, gay stuff, all sorts of stuff. Gay stuff. Uh, yeah, um, they're ethnographers for the movements of evangelicalism within America. Yeah. Um, They're ethnographers. It, it's it's very someone well, needs to remember all this. It, it, exactly. It's it's very well researched, but they just have like a very just like casual deadpan kind of style. Um, so go go check them out. Uh, that's my that's my only ad for <laughs> Funny Fridays. But um, Jen from that channel, she's done a ton of videos on the Duggars, and that's um, to to your point when you're like, oh, I never knew what happened to them. That's how I found out like what happened, mm-hmm. and this was during my whole process of like deconstruction and all that so um and then i was kind of like right there when it happened when the whole josh duggar trial came out uh so i, I basically had I had my popcorn i was i got a front row seat 
and then this documentary came out and you, I think separately, I did came, came to me and said, Hey, did you hear about this documentary? And I'm like, Oh boy, Troy, <laughs> am I aware of this? Uh, so I'm like, yes, why don't we talk about it? Yes. And now we're here today talking about the Duggars. Yeah. I mean, I, I approached you, uh, Aaron, because I knew you had a very interesting, uh, backstory when it comes to this subject matter. And I didn't know that you knew that you had a front row seat to all this because like, <laughs> pretty much I was like, Aaron, uh, you want to talk about this? And he's like, Oh yeah. And he knew everything about what <laughs> happened in the documentary before even watching the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a weird fascination with like fundamentalism and all its American expressions. Yeah. As I was watching this documentary, like similar to you, I was also fascinated with, I'm sorry, Aaron <laughs> cults. Yeah. Like growing up, I was infatuated with, uh, Scientology, which is a little, it's sprinkled in here. Mm -hmm. And then last year I was watching this Netflix uh, documentary series, stay sweet which is about another form of fundamentalism, Mormonism. Oh. So the fundamentalist church of Latter-day Saints, and there's a lot of overlap going on mm -hmm. with both Scientology, Mormonism, and then the fundamentalist Christian movement, as we could see, with uh, the Duggars and IBLP. So before we go any further, I want to talk about the patriarch of this family, Jim Bob. Oh, yes. Let's talk about Jim Bob because... <laughs> you sure you don't want to just turn this podcast into, like, talking about conservative, <laughs> religious, <laughs> fanatical cults? See, the rapper is the rapper of this podcast is, like, movies, but if you just peel back the packaging, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oops, all conspiracy theories, all cults. It's like a true crime show. Yeah. It's like the facade of, like, oh, we're talking about movies and TV shows, but actually what we're really talking about is how fucked up our society is. Yes. Yep. Speaking of Jim Bob, he puts, oh, yeah. puts the sin in syndicate. <laughs> As we're drinking this coffee that I brewed for everybody called Sinful Nuts. Ooh, yes. Which is a very apropos given mm. our discussion about the Duggars, Josh Duggar. <laughs> we should probably warn everyone. We're going to be talking about some vile, horrific shit. Oh, so yeah. If, uh, vile, horrific shit that... Uh, IBLP has uh, done, Bill Gothard, the leader, Jim Bob, the uh, Josh Duggar, his eldest son. We're going to really get into all this stuff. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a crazy show. But I want to talk about Jim Bob because Jim Bob is just, is just a weird character because, like, he has this persona of, like, purity and he's, you know, like, kind of like Ned Flanders in yeah. real yeah. life. And then... Most recently, he's running for office, and he's touting what's what I would call QAnon-adjacent talking points, like the radical left is after me, the woke mobs, they want to cancel me. Mm -hmm. You know, if Trump was still president, my son would not be in jail. It's, Which, it's that's just wild. It's, it's <laughs> wild. And that, that's his platform that he's running on, where he's like conspiracy theories at the top of conspiracy theories. He's running for office. As his son is like being uh, tried for uh, child pornography yeah. possession, uh, and it's like, whoa, whoa! I mean, it's like Jim Bob. How did you get here? <laughs> it's like, wow, 
a lot of series of bad decisions. See that, man? That's me. My name is Jim Bob. <laughs> and you're probably wondering how I got here. And let me tell you, it's a long story. <laughs> it all happened in 1984 when I met my wife. And you see all those kids? Those are my kids. All 19 of them. And you know what? They TLC, came from my sack. They came from my sack. And TLC was like, hey, let's make a show out of this. And I was like, by golly, I will. And not only that, I'm going to enslave my children and take all of their money. <laughs> so I coerced my entire family to join a cult called IBLP, which is founded in Chicago, even though I'm from Arkansas. And now, I don't talk to any of my kids. My kid is molesting children. <laughs> oh my god. Guys, we have so much to talk about. We do. Uh, I was not expecting yeah, a Baba yeah, O'Reilly oh, joke. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. I wasn't expecting it. I don't need a fight. <laughs> To prove I'm right, because oh. the radical left is after me. <laughs> I don't need to be forgiven, even though my eldest son molested my daughters. He's a good, kind, generous He's man. He's a good, kind, Christian man. <laughs> the Duggar family. We're shiny, happy people. Guys, let's get into it. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean... Jim Bob, how did we get here? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So he coerced his... So he met his wife in high school. She was just a normal normal girl. Yeah. Cheerleader. And he was like, you know what? Join my cult. <laughs> Pretty much. And she was like, by golly, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she He converted her to Christianity and then... Um, they they got married and uh they were they're were pretty normal at this point like they watched tv they used birth control um mm -hmm. but it failed and uh she got pregnant and yes. then had a miscarriage which they blamed on blamed on the pill yeah yes uh so then it was after that that they ended up through a church friend i believe uh attending an iblp seminar mm -hmm. so because of that initial trauma that pushed them towards radicalizing their beliefs or it got them to a fragile state of mind where they could be swept up yes. by a cult. Yes. That's their <clears throat> villain origin story. It's like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to make everything feel better? That's what we'll do. Yes. We'll make everything feel better. My name and is And have 19 children at, 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 while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. We'll have as many kids as God allows me to have. And like the thing is, like their family, like their parents – we're like, I don't think that's a good idea. No. Yeah. And Jim Bob yeah. was like, shut up, mom. <laughs> yeah, because Michelle Duggar is, uh, she's a tiny woman. And she is, yes. she, she's pumping out kids like every 18 months. Yeah. Jim Bob turned her into a heifer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You are a concubine. I, I know, I know breeding's a kink, but my God, <laughs> have some, <laughs> have some boundaries. <laughs> is Jim Bob an incel? Um, He's an incel that got married. I hey. I would say more so for Josh. I don't know about Jim Bob, Ooh. but it's, it certainly worked out in Jim Bob's favor. Yes. Yep. Let's put a pin in that because Josh is 
a major player in this documentary. So, like, I just feel bad for the family. Not so much Jim Bob, not so much the wife, Michelle. Yeah. Like, they know exactly what they're doing because, you know, Michelle was a cheerleader, and to be on a cheer squad, you have to be able to yell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since her conversion, she has adopted this weird, infantilized, uh, little voice. I'm just a sweet lady. In this family, (laughs) we don't yell at each other. We all behave and we do as we're told right away because that pleases God. It's just, it's, it's like a horror film. It, it really is. Like we watch all the Jordan Peele films and like, <laughs> this feels like a Jordan Peele character. It does. Out of it, get does. Out. it does. So uh, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the, I don't know if this is true for like all of IBLP, but the Duggars specifically are like members of the Quiverful movement, mm-hmm. where through some uh, in- interesting, yes, some interesting interpretations of certain passages of the Bible, they believe that like you're supposed to have like as many kids as your as like God and your body will allow you to be fruitful and, and multiply. Yeah, like yep. this is a this is a pathway to prosperity essentially. Um, yes, there's, there's some, it's not like a unified movement. There's some parts of it where they're just like, yeah, children are a blessing from God and we're just supposed to have like as many as possible. Mm -hmm. There are some who are like, um, this is how we like take back the world for like Christianity is like, we just outbreed everybody else. And that, that That was their plan. Then that gets tied into the whole like white replacement nonsense and yeah, it, it's yep. it's it's wild, but yeah, the Duggars were uh, subscribers to this um, probably um, after the whole miscarriage thing, uh, and so yeah, they just started having like a bunch of kids. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame them for adopting that. I mean, that's pretty traumatic. Like mm-hmm. you give birth and it's a dead do. baby. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh my god, that that would that's life changing. Oh yeah, yep. but unfortunately it caused them to go towards the Institute in basic life principles, IBLP headed by Bill Gothard with Mm -hmm. an ATI program. (laughs) Yes. The ATI program, the alert program, like all of these acronyms that he loves so much to make him seem legit. Yeah. In actuality, he's just a strange, strange old man with an ill fitting suit. Yep, he is. Uh, yeah, Bill Gothard's an interesting character. He, um, he, w- what I didn't know until like after this documentary, uh, his dad was like an executive for Gideon International, the people who like place Gideon Bibles that in hotels. I yeah. thought that was Bill Gothard. No, that was his dad. Was like a part of that. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, like he went to Wheaton College, which yep. is not what I would have guessed. So it, it is in Chicagoland. That's probably where the, the whole Hinsdale connection comes mm-hmm. in where we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But um, I would not have guessed that because uh, Wheaton is like, I don't know if they call themselves this or it's just like the nickname attached to them. They're referred to as like the Harvard for like evangelicalism. And they're probably what I would put as like one of the more moderate kind of like Christian colleges. Um, like they, have professors there who teach evolution for example like i don't know they're they're just like the, the most academic of 
uh, Christian colleges. Like if, if, if I were to guess where Bill Gothard came from, it would probably be like an Oral Roberts University or Liberty University or like Bob Jones University where you know, the, the, the education itself is kind of a joke and they're like Colorado Technical Institute. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Phoenix, we're, Arizona. We're, you know, DeVry. My point being, like, there's all these Christian colleges Westwood. that are like way, they're like way more fundamentalist, and I would have guessed that he would have come from that. So it's interesting that he went through Wheaton and then came out the other side doing this stuff. Um, but yeah, he ended up doing like a bunch of seminars to teach uh, what he called basic life principles. Yes, a mm-hmm. very patriarchal and like fundamentalist interpretation of the Bible. Yes. Um, Seven life principles all derived from second Timothy. Ooh. Got to stay under God's umbrella. Yes. His whole thing is like authority structures and, uh, getting protection from spiritual influences by remaining under the authority of, uh, mostly men. Um, Um, but it's, it's like a tiered structure. Like God is the biggest umbrella over everybody else. And then underneath God is like, man basically well basically like bill gothard yeah and then like the man of the family and then the wife and then the kids and etc who runs the world boys (laughs) i was gonna say bill too (laughs) who runs the world bill 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 the cult leader he he starts this in like the 70s i believe um because of the whole like white flights yeah the whole like as a reaction to like the uh revolution of the 60s um it doesn't really take off until like 1989, I want to say. Yeah. And the 90s was... is kind of like when like the whole Duggars come into this. I Aaron... took exception to that because that was the year I was born. And I was like, 89. I was like, shit. 1989. <laughs> you yeah. are Taylor Swift. <laughs> but anyways, Aaron, um, what's interesting about this whole fundamentalist movement that we're seeing happen now, it's I – mean, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. We might have during – this place rules. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but uh, it was in response to social change of the 1960s. Yes. And what's weird is like, you would think the the ideas that were presented in the 60s, you know, women's rights, civil rights, sexual liberation, mm-hmm. you think those would be good things to respond to, but instead, mm-hmm. uh, people of this mindset were like, whoa, 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 yeah, black people getting equal rights is me. Yeah, women not so fast. Working, there. <laughs> hold up. I saw Roe versus Birth Wade control? in there. Yeah, yeah, Roe versus Wade. Like their response to that was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We need to go back to the basics." Yeah, let's crack open that Bible and open up to Genesis. Mm-hmm. It all started with one man and one woman. Yeah, it's it's certainly like a reaction to it rather than kind of embracing it. Why is um, that? I, I, I mean putting myself in the shoes of someone who would be in that era and think that um, you've, you've got the greatest generation coming out of world war two, which was a hugely uh, destructive war. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. the cold war, which kind of threatens to like wipe out all life on planet earth as we know it. Um, and this whole uh, civil rights um, and like, feminism and all all these things that are kind of like upsetting what we thought we knew about uh, the social order and kind of like how the world was made for these kinds of people. And now it's being opened up to more people. I think there's a certain temperament of person that sees that as a threat instead of an opportunity. Um, And 
religion being like a powerful motivator can, um, in good ways, it can help people just have a sense of like making sense of the world or oh, like yeah. having some hope, um, I agree. connection to community, et cetera. But there's like a, um, there's like an inverse image of that where it's centered on like fear instead. And it's trying to seize power and hold it and wield it over other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people like Bill kind of see this opportunity as, you know, what if we all just like went back to the way things were before this world, wouldn't be so topsy turvy. Um, I, I tried to find like more information about like psychologically where he got that from, but there's just not that much information about like his childhood or right. like, that's why I'm surprised that he went to Wheaton. Cause like they would not teach this kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like the prosperity gospel. Cause I went to college near Wheaton college. I think their rival. Mm-hmm. And that the crowd there definitely seems like, oh, we don't subscribe to prosperity gospel. That's more like Joel Olstein, you know, like these yeah. televangelists, Seven Hundred Club. Like they're they're there to like swindle people and to like prey on insecurities. It's like, you know, if you follow me and you follow God, good things will happen to you. Right? Yeah. It's like that's not that's not based in reality. It's like if I that 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 doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how I guess my biggest thing that I'm trying to understand with Bill Gothard is like, was he intentional to mislead people or was it like, did he genuinely think like, I'm trying to right the wrongs of the past. I'm trying to create, you know, America to be a Christian nation. Or do you think it was all about controlling people? Controlling people. I mean, we all know that, you know, he was a, that he was, Basically pulling those girls off to the side and, you know, with underage all the, girls. With all those underage girls yeah. and, you know, underage uh, blondes. Yeah. They, uh, underage he, white blondes. <laughs> I felt yeah. like at times he was just using that to his advantage, to his power, create more power for him. So, like, the main thing about IBLP is be fruitful and multiply. And we can interpret that a whole bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Bill Gothard is a pedophile yes yeah there has been several allegations where he was handsy maybe assaulted some girls and they're always underage and he grooms yeah. them too because like one of the people interviewed i forget her name yeah but like remember her name too she was at one of the other satellites uh buildings for iblp and gothard saw her and was like to his assistant don't let her out of your sights. Yeah, don't bring, let her leave. Yeah, don't let her leave. Let's bring her to HQ, which is in Hinsdale, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she was like, oh, wow, the leader of this entire organization wants me to work for him? Absolutely. Yeah. And then soon soon after being over there, she was like, oh, I see what's happening. He's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Is this just a front for him to... Uh, fulfill his desires of being with underage girls I mean, to get away with it because it's a church. I mean, true to his name, Bill got hard about authority. <laughs> yeah. He's super about like authority structures and like that's the way like God designed the world to be and um, it, a it's, patriarchy. Yeah. And so I, I think it's just like 
there's some kind of desire for control over other people that's like at the core of his psychology specifically women yeah yeah that's always the core thing with all these cults is controlling women yeah because like creating a death grip and not letting go yes like with iblp it's it's to control women to turn them into concubines so Mm -hmm. they breed as much as possible to create as many brainwashed people as possible Mm -hmm. so then your organization grows exponentially and then like the same thing with mormonism except it's polygamy so it's one dude with like 20 wives Mm -hmm. same situation it's like it's always to control women yeah it's never inverted it's never a woman controlling a whole bunch of dudes Mm -hmm. it's always a man controlling the bodies and the minds of women yeah. And the thing with IBLP is that there's this whole like network of interconnected programs to all kind of serve this purpose. So mm-hmm. alert you have ATI. Yeah. You have uh, ATI, which is um, basically their homeschool curriculum, mm-hmm. their homeschool program, which yeah. the, the Duggars were kind of the um, uh, kind of like poster children for. Um, it, it works so well for our family. Right. Um, then you have like alert, which is like, um, like a military boy scouts cosplay boys. military. God, yeah. Military thing. Cause like it was, as I was, sh- I mean, we're soldiers for God. Yeah. We're, we're heaven's troops. And it's like, okay, go to <laughs> Afghanistan. Let's see how long you last. Yeah. It's a joke. I, they they don't explain it much in the documentary. To my understanding, it's kind of like a JROTC program uh, that you would find like in high school, but cosplay marines, people who don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they, they had like a whole like uh, troubled youth kind of work program where they would send these kids to these different sites and buildings that IBLP owned around the country and basically get like free labor out of them. Yeah, which I took a page mm-hmm. out of Scientology. Yeah, and Scientology also does that. Because they have their own paramilitary group called the Sea Organization, oh. which is like a navy, which was created by L. Ron Hubbard to escape the FBI. <laughs> I did <laughs> not know shit. that. <laughs> yeah, he was wanted wow. by the FBI for tax evasion. Oh, my God. And raiding the actual FBI. Biggest raid in FBI history. But oh anyways, God. they have the Sea Organization members work for literal pennies by the hour. Wow. Working wow. for Scientology because you sign a billion year contract because they believe Xenu, the space lord, is going to oh come back one day. So, yeah, like it's it's all about. I mean, we. Okay. I don't want to. No, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going there. But like every church institution does that. We're like, oh, you're serving God. Mm-hmm. AKA, mm-hmm. we're not going to pay you. Yeah. Your fortune's in heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's all about the intention. I mean, that's how the that's how the cathedrals were built, which I kind of I thought the Freemasons built those. <laughs> um, part of me really admires the idea of like we're all going to work on this like civic project or like art piece that is so complicated and expensive and huge that none of us in our lifetime are ever going to see the result. But we're like passing it on to like future generations there's part of me part of me that like really admires that Mm -hmm. it's also part of me that's like uh kind of shitty to like get a bunch of donations and and money from 
the people of your town when feudalism, like you know, like they're never going to like directly benefit from it. Yeah, they're not going to experience that, that but money that they gave it's an aim. I'm sorry, they gave to you. <laughs> it's <laughs> an aim that the group is aiming towards. It's like we're going to build a building so high, we're going to touch heaven. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep on building. It. <laughs> However. Uh, these people in IBLP, they're not doing that. No. They're building warehouses. Yeah. And to your point, that is a problem with a lot of churches and nonprofits where they don't have good boundaries on like what your job description is and isn't and kind of rely on, uh, unpaid labor, volunteer work. There's a, there's a place for volunteer work for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, abusing that is quite common. Yes. Yes. Very common. I saw it in my church. But usually <laughs> that happens with adults. With IBLP, they're using literal child labor. Yes. Ten-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Digging, wheelbarrows. Construction. Yeah, doing like – it's child labor. I don't know how this is it, legal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they got away with it, but they did. It's because they're a religion. And in all of that, they're prepping to basically take over the world too, so. Yes. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So I want to, so this brings up uh, the concept called Christofascism. Yes. And to explain that, it's fascism. Uh, it's essentially, what is it, a theocracy? Is that the correct term? Where it's like... A, a, More or less. A, a government that's infused with religion. You see that in the Middle East. You've seen that uh, in the Middle Ages in Europe. And what we're seeing now... And the documentary gets into this with like the Joshua generation. Yeah. Joshua, yeah. The Joshua generation. Joshua movement. Or Joshua movement. Something like that. Yeah. So we have like they're playing the long game. And like with this intro of the podcast, you know, I was making fun of uh, Jim Bob running for office. Mm-hmm. He failed. But like yeah. to them, it's a success because that only plants the seed. So like the next generation beyond him will end up being in office Mm -hmm. and then that generation before them is going to go into for example senate and then the presidency and then the supreme courts we're seeing that unfold today yes Mm -hmm. and the reason why it's called christo fascism is because all these people have the same end goal to convert america into uh essentially a fascist dictatorship where their religion is instilled upon everybody else, whether mm. or not you're a Christian or not. Isn't religion supposed to stay out of politics? Well, there's a wall of separation. Other religions. <laughs> we are a Christian nation, Doug. As our forefathers <laughs> oh built this nation, the pilgrims, they came on the Mayflower to Plymouth Rock. This is the divine land, the promised land. Savages, what are they doing here? Let's kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've we've seen we've seen this happen in action in this documentary where they're literally breeding as much as possible to have as many kids as possible, and then to plant them in every position of power in society. Yes, mm-hmm. and to your point about that, um, we're going to jump around the timeline back and forth oh, yeah. here. Apologies, everyone. That's Sorry. just how this story is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a web. Back, yeah, back in I want to say 1999. Um, Jim Bob, and I think he had like eight kids at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, only eight. Only eight. He was, he was just getting started. Only one a year. <laughs> uh, yeah. He um, took his family to um, March for Life in Washington, D.C., 
which is basically a anti-abortion kind of a rally march, etc. Um, and he basically met, I want to say Mike Huckabee. Yes. He, he and he, he basically got like, um, he got bit by the, by the politics bug. And so he decided to run for Arkansas state representative, I believe. Um, and he actually won. He served, uh, two terms, I think. Oh. And, uh, so he, he moved his family temporarily to like closer to DC, um, which is easier to do when you're all homeschooled. Mm-hmm. And, um, he ended up making like some political connections there, like with Mike Huckabee and others. And much later, uh, Josh Duggar was one of the kid, one of the kids alive at the time. And, uh, he kind of got the politics bug as well. Mm-hmm. And much later when he graduated, he ended up working for the family research council, which that is a spinoff of focus on the family. And they basically just like, they're like a lobbying group for like various like conservative or fundamental kind of, uh, talking points. And, uh, they've also been branded as a hate group by the, uh, poverty law center. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's, oh my God. that's what, uh, Josh Duggar was doing for a while there. Uh, but yeah, the that's whole, I- the, the whole idea was that like, they're deliberately trying to, um, seize positions of power in order to force control over other people for their own worldview. And as we can see that came to fruition because now we have the majority of the Supreme courts with these beliefs and they overturned Roe v. Wade, which was in effect for 50 years. Yeah. So they are undoing all the progress that was made back in the sixties. Yeah. It's not a bunch of fringe yahoos. This is, um, this is an organized effort. Yes. Yep. It is a real conspiracy. Mm-hmm. They're literally conspiring to take over the governments. Yeah. Yep. Jim Bob. Friggin' Jim Bob. But he's such a lovable lug. He's, he's Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah. If you can't take me at my diddliest, you can't have me at my doodliest. <laughs> so, yeah, as the, uh, as the Duggars kind of, uh, you know, got some success in politics and became kind of the poster children for uh, IBLP. Like they spoke at a bunch of events. Uh, they kind of normalized uh, participation in IBLP, especially once they got a show from TLC. Yeah. Um, there was a parenting magazine, I believe, did an article on them after yes. Jim Bob's uh, initial uh, representative run. And t- someone at TLC saw that article and then decided to do like a show on them, which is like a, one or two hour special, something like that. Like, whoa, look at all these kids. Yeah. Isn't that weird? They just keep having kids. Yeah. When are you going to stop? When the, God lets me. <laughs> yeah. And then um, that spun off into its own series because it was just wildly successful at the time. I don't know what was going on like 2002, 2003 I in America. Rem- I barely I know remember. what Josh was doing during that time. Oh, my God. Oh God. <laughs> we'll get to that. But... um yeah, that show was a runaway hit, and uh, boy, how did they needed it? Because Jim Bob was working like three jobs; he was the sole breadwinner for the family. Yeah, he was that's like part a truck of the quiver movement. Yeah, he kept on going to like IHOP where all the kids eat free. Yeah, bringing all their kids. The place goes bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing with the quiverful movement. It's like they basically women are not allowed to work outside the home, uh, or that might be specifically IBLP, not quiverful. But yeah, they're trying to make it on one income 
he's he owns like a like a car dealer business business and like a tow truck business and he's like working extra at like a gas station mm-hmm. convenience store yeah i think it was like, like a, yeah i was thinking of something like um, that yeah so the kids are not seeing much of him um the older kids are being used to like raise the younger kids yeah it's 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 wild it's not yeah. a good situation not that does not sound like a good family dynamic no they're living in poverty but because of this whole belief on like strict authority and that whole structure, they can make it look good on the outside to everybody because like all the children are so well behaved and polite and meek and mild. And, you know, yeah, with that on TLC, I remember like I remember with my church at one time, I, this is like really at the back of the, at the memory here. But I remember at one time someone actually made a comparison to that show to the Duggar family and mm. be like, Oh, be nice, be nice and obey, you know, your parents just like the Duggars would. And I'm like, growing up, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how would you know any different? Yeah. Yeah. And how did anybody know any, how different? did, yeah. How did anybody know any different that, you know, behind the scenes, it was not a good family dynamic. You're making yeah. kids raise kids. What, what, what about the, what about the, the kids raising the kids. Why can't they be a kid for right now? They're yeah. forced to grow up very quickly. Yeah. Because they're raising they're they're taking on roles that they shouldn't have at that age. Right. You're, you're having nineteen kids. How are you gonna take care of nineteen kids? I, I can't imagine yeah. taking care of one kid. To hire nannies. Yeah. Well TLC ended up paying for um like this house that they ended up moving into because like Yeah, I was beforehand, gonna ask. They had like a three bedroom house or something like that. Oh my god! Like tiny bunk beds. Yeah. Um, and so it was TLC that bought that house then? I believe Jim Bob was in the or, process of building it, and oh, okay. they provided like the extra money that he needed to like actually finish it. Um, gotcha. But the, even without that, they made a shitload of money because of how yeah. popular the show was. So they can finance, like, okay, we're going to invest in this family. They're bringing in a whole bunch of eyeballs to our channel. Mm-hmm. We can help them build a house. Yeah. Because then that house will be a set. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder how Jim Bob really would have been if he never would have gotten that TLC show. If he would have never gotten that money, could have still know. working those three jobs. I think he would be an unknown person i think josh would have still ended up doing what he did yeah yeah but it wouldn't have been a national scandal it would have been like a local news would have been a much smaller scale yes yeah you you hear about it on a episode of an obscure true crime podcast the duggars dug their own grave (laughs) (laughs) all 19 of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah it, it would be an an oddity like a yeah. like a sideshow, but it would not have nearly the kind of cultural sway that it has. Right. Right. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, Jim Bob and Bill Gothard. Because mm-hmm. like we talked about IBLP, the cult that they got into, Institute of Basic Life Principles. Bill Gothard is essentially their Jim Jones. Yeah. That he is the cult leader. And... Like we said earlier, he got into hot water because he's a creep. And his own organization that he helped to build pushed him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they officially have a leader. 
Well, I think Jim Bob, I think presumably Jim Bob and Michelle took over. Really? Presu- presumably. presumably. Yeah. Well, presumably. They don't have an official leader, but they have assumed the role. Interesting. I didn't hear that. They are the puppet masters. I mean, it's quite clear because like you have this essentially, it's like in Star Wars, Emperor mm. Palpatine is dead. Well, who's going to lead the empire now? Snoke. <laughs> we have the Grand Admiral. Yeah. So we have the Grand Admiral of Jim Bob. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you know what? This is going to be my opportunity because like this organization is too big to just fizzle out, dissipate. Mm. So, I mean, it was worth like, what, $90 million? Yeah. Which is a significant amount of money just in real estate alone. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to use this to take control of this organization. So it's just like a vying for power, essentially. Yeah. Which is very much not out of the realm of possibility for Jim Bob. He already, I mean, I'm I'm sure in the beginning he was just like looking for a belief system that helped him make sense of the world. Mm -hmm. He had this Mm -hmm. traumatic event. He's trying to raise his kids. He's impoverished. Then all of a sudden, you know, he gets this network deal. He's on TV. He's gaining wealth. And then, of course, he's gaining more control over his family to the point where he's making contracts with his kids. Oh, yeah. They don't even know what they're signing. They don't know what they're signing. It's to pretty much not pay them all their royalties and and anything is belonging to him, the patriarch, the leader of the family. So, like, and then the next step above that is to take control of the church that he's a part of. And then from there run the country because he's running for office. Yeah. So it's all about gaining more and more power. You think it went to his head? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yep. I think it went to the organization's head. Oh, yeah. Um, Which I don't even know, like, what does IBLP expect to do now that Bill's out of the picture? Because, like, he's obviously too much of a liability for them that they let him go. But as these things usually go like once you lose the leader then like either someone else has to step up who has like enough kind of pull to be able to lead it again or it just kind of like fractions out into like a bunch of different warlords kind of (laughs) getting (laughs) their piece of the pie yeah for example uh i believe it's called mars hill uh the mega church in the south led by pastor mark driscoll he got into hot water because he wrote this book and then he used the church's tithings to buy the book to the point where it became a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of like the Sound of Freedom uh, situation where they're buying tickets like, oh, this is such a high-grossing movie. Mm-hmm. And yet no one's in the seats. It's 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 or, this, the organization themselves, Angel Studios, buying the movie tickets for Sound of Freedom. Mark Driscoll did that for his own book. And then they found out. And he was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. And... He also plagiarized in that book. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, like, left, right, and center. Oh, my God. So, like, they kicked him out of the church, and then Mars Hill disbanded and became their own churches because wow. they had multiple locations. Yeah, it was the X29 Church Network. Yeah. But so. I, I believe the original Mars Hill Church kind of, like, shut down, like, after he left because, like, they didn't have anything else. That's the thing with, like, these organizations, like, once you lose the main guy, it's like, it's like decapitating the system. It's like, what are we going to do now, guys? PR damage control. Snoke is dead. (laughs) Yep. We're out from this umbrella of protection. 
we have no leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it becomes a power vacuum. Yeah, that that would be that would be an interesting new chapter if uh if it's if it's true that Jim Bob and Michelle are taking over IBLP. I think they are the de facto leaders. Okay. Because like they have the most influence in that group. They're already leaders within the group because they were essentially groomed by Bill Gothard. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Bill Gothard's like, look how great these people are. They're on TV. They're spreading the news. They're doing the ministry. Like, isn't it so great? And they're like the poster child. They're, they're like the Tom Cruise of uh, Scientology. Yeah. Uh, when L. Ron Hubbard died and David Miscavige took control, it could have easily been Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And if David Miscavige dies... It might be Tom Cruise. Yeah. That'd be a, that'd that'd be be a career shift. <laughs> <laughs> I am the galactic overlord now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting that they would cha- choose Jim Bob and Michelle, too, because, I mean, they have a lot of drama that has been following them around, too. So it's is like, it how is that? Like, it's you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get into it. So in 2015... Breaking news, Josh Duggar, the eldest child of the Duggar family, was caught, well, even before um, what recently There's two major incidents. The first major incident happened, it was revealed in 2015, but when he was 14, around 2002, he was molesting young girls, Mm -hmm. specifically his siblings. Mm Mm-hmm. Including yeah. Jill Duggard, which is prominently interviewed in this documentary. Yeah. Yep. Who? Okay. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, the the Duggars were supposed to be on Oprah in 2015, um, and someone sent like an, an an anonymous letter to Oprah staff saying like, "There's some things you need to know about Josh," and uh, they they detailed like what had happened, and there ended up being like. Like Oprah's team like canceled the canceled the interview and like did some investigations and then that's how it kind of came out. But yeah, in 2002, Josh did what he did, and uh, basically, when uh, what this documentary re- reveals is that when his parents found out, they basically tried to do like damage control. There's uh, a good good family friends of the Duggars, the Holtz, uh, Jim Holt and his wife, and um, what they revealed was that like back in like like really early on they knew and uh the the duggars like basically told them like do not call it child molestation that's not what this is so like we know that the duggars knew that it was bad Mm -hmm. and they were trying to cover it up so what they ended up doing was um they brought josh to like this sheriff um or like police chief uh, like who ended up being like a family friend. Yeah, it was a family friend. Jim Bob yeah. Duggar. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. We ended up being a friend of uh, Jim Bob Duggar and basically received a stern talking to from this uh, police chief. And uh, then he was basically let go. Don't do that again. Yeah. And then much later, that uh, sheriff or police chief, he was busted for uh, child porn. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Um. So there's that. And then um, what the they what they decided to do with Josh is basically like sent him off to one of these IBLP like work sites to basically like uh, almost like boarding school. But like, yeah, I think they sent there to fix him or something like right, yeah, like kind of like that. Sorry, we're gonna beat the perv out of you. Yeah, essentially um, by so, getting you a wife. Basically, like yep. a slap on the wrist. Not really. <laughs> trying to help him or like protect anybody else uh in the family um and also what this documentary reveals is that this is right around the time when the um parenting magazine was trying to like interview the the duggars for this article and uh it would have been weird if one of the duggar kids was not there so what jim bob did was basically like break his son out of where he was supposed to be for this, um, you know, troubled teen kind of work site. Oh my God. And basically said like, it's for his birthday and brought him back home, uh, for this magazine interview and then sent him back. What type of message are you trying to send this kid here? Ugh. <laughs> Optics that, that are you, everything. Yeah. And you can, you can just get away with stuff. Just put on a mask and be like, I'm the most, you know, kindest person ever. Yeah. And I could do no wrong. I can do no. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Except molest people. Yeah. Oops. And also what this documentary re- reveals is um, uh, the Holtz, uh, much later, uh, Josh Duggar and uh, their daughter were basically courting each other where it, it – Basically arranged marriage, but yeah. with extra steps. And um, when they got engaged, uh, they basically revealed to the daughter like what Josh did. And, you know, she backed away, called off the engagement. And uh, basically what uh, Jim Bob and Michelle did was use the Holt's daughter as like bait for Josh to basically like give him a wife so that he doesn't end up violating anybody else. Yeah. Essentially. If he has a wife, 
He could just do that with her instead of children. Yeah, a supremely what? fucked up thing to do. And I remember when that happened, she was like, well, how do I, like his wife, like his his uh, fiance was like, well, how am I supposed to support him? And he, and I, th- I thought I remember, um, I thought I remember that uh, Gothard actually told her to, uh, her, I mean, it wasn't Gothard, it was the... Uh, it was a system that basically she was like, how am I supposed to keep him? How am I supposed to support him? Yeah. With, after he did this, how am I just supposed to like forgive him? Right. Because that's what I'm being told to do, but I, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing that and I was like, wow, she seems really divided right now when, you know, really the answer is simple. You know, don't go through with the wedding. Don't marry this guy. Right. Yeah. This This whole... This, this whole system basically teaches women that like their job is to be like wives and like supporters of their husbands and no matter what do whatever they want um the husband and, is the head of the household yes just like christ is the head of the body of the church yeah like you you serve his needs and you'll be provided for and protected in return um which also ties into the whole homeschooling thing because the whole curriculum is basically a joke Um, the curriculum is made up of these wisdom booklets, which are (laughs) like, if you took like the sermon on the Mount and tried to make that into a comprehensive, like education curriculum, you can't. So it's, (laughs) it's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, but it, it really reinforces all these things like, um, you know, women are supposed to stay home and men are supposed to be the breadwinners. Um, there's all these sorts of prescriptions for like what women are allowed to wear and not wear and don't how to show do their your hair. Yep. Yeah. Don't show um, your thighs. Don't show your knees. Yeah. And uh, it basically says that, like, if you are, like, raped or sexually assaulted, that, like, you have to think about, like, what part you played into it. And, like... If you didn't cry out to God for help, it, yeah. you're part of the problem. Yep. Yeah. And to them, like... You are an eye trap for a man. Yeah, like marriage is permanent and you can't get divorced. And Even when your husband wants to kill you with a log. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Um, And and when you get married, like the authority over you is transferred from the father to your husband. So like now he has the authority over you. It's really fucked up. It's all about controlling women. I, I think I remember one of the interviewees saying that she was raped on her wedding night like three times or something like yeah. that. That's fucked up. But yeah. like how terrible the education curriculum is, is kind of on purpose. Uh, so that... It's to control if, people. Yeah. I mean... A psyop. If you're a woman who grows up into this, you turn 18 or whatever, and you want to leave, well, you don't have an education. Like you don't have the skills necessary to like get a job on your own. Um, you, that's right. You, you don't have, you can't get into a college anywhere. So it makes you dependent on this husband that you're basically married off to. They're yeah. They're, they're, they're turning you into a, basically a slave for a man. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, uh, so the whole thing about using, uh, the Holtz daughter as like bait for Josh is like, it, it's all part of the plan. Yeah. Fucked up. It's fucked up on many different levels. Mm-hmm. And when that broke, what's even more fucked up is that Jim Bob uh, commanded his daughters, who were raped by mm-hmm. uh, Josh, to go on national TV. Yeah. Good, Mer- Mo- Good Morning America or whatever. Uh, Megan Kelly interview. Me- Megan yeah. Kelly. 
to say like, oh, that this is blown way out of proportion. We were even sleeping when he was doing that. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, what we're, the we're, fuck? We were touched over our clothes, which that wasn't true. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, they were basically like coerced into doing damage control. And like they're, I mean, how old were they? Definitely underage. So like they didn't truly, they're just parroting whatever their parents told them to say. Like, here's yeah. the talking points. Uh, you know, you have to listen to me because I am your father. I am your authority figure. Um, this is what God would want. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, blah, 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 blah. He didn't rape me. It's all misunderstanding. It was over my clothes. I was sleeping. Yeah. He's innocent. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Yeah. But it wasn't um, fine. It's not. Jill Duggar was one of those who was on the Megyn Kelly interview. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's interviewed at length in this documentary, which kind of sets it apart from other documentaries about this because they actually get a Duggar kid onto it, yep. which is a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Um, she's really the only Duggar child to like kind of speak out against the family specifically. Um, the closest one after her is like Ginger Duggar, who doesn't speak out against the family directly, but has kind of broken away from a lot of those beliefs. Um, she's like a Calvinist now, so she's like one step closer on the on the track to like <laughs> de-radicalization but not that far yet we'll see what happens with her but um calvinism is the belief that everything is predetermined correctly yeah they, okay. they they have a huge um emphasis on like god's sovereignty and there's like five different points of calvinism but it essentially boils down to like uh just by virtue of being human and being born like you're like a worthless sinner condemned to hell um, and if God so chooses, um, you chooses. can, you can respond to, uh, being saved and being a Christian and entering into eternal life. And if you're chosen, there's no possible way you can resist that or overcome it. Um, and, and it, it's, it, it plays a huge emphasis on like God being like the kind of sovereign determiner, de- determination, determinism. Yeah, it's determinism where like God basically decides everything. And if you're not chosen, not elected by God, you are damned to hell for all of eternity. Yeah. So, cuz you are born to go to hell. Yeah. If you're not chosen. <laughs> it's like that's what they believe. Technically it's like not exactly fundamentalism, but very much like towards that side of the spectrum. It's one degree off. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Have some patience for her. She's making some some changes. Oh, John Calvin. We'll see. You knucklehead. Um, Good for her. But yeah, Jill Jill Duggar. um, Jill Duggar, or I think it's Jill Dillard now. Um, Yeah, I think it's Dillard. Yeah, yeah, she is like fearless in this documentary. So like, great for her. Yeah. Um, Good for her. But yeah, she talks about how like she was basically expected to do damage control for Josh, even despite what he did. Yeah, and it gets worse from there. Yeah. Yep. Because soon after that, there was another scandal he got himself into. Mm-hmm. AshleyMadison.com. Yeah. When all Remember the that leak. Yep. All the emails got leaked, and guess who was on that website? Josh Duggar. So I don't know if this is where he found this woman. I don't know if it was at the same time he was on AshleyMadison.com, but like while his wife was pregnant mm-hmm. with their kid, he was having an affair. With an adult actress, yeah, paying mm-hmm. her thousands of dollars mm-hmm. 
to, I, I would hope, <laughs> sleep with her. I don't know what they were doing. But, like, that is such a scumbag move. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my. When his wife was pregnant, mm-hmm. he's going banging porn stars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember if it's in the documentary or on a different video that I watched, but um, this uh, adult film actor, uh, she had an interview where um, she did have sex with, with Josh and said that it was consensual, but he was like really that, rough with her. That was yes, in the documentary. That was in okay. the documentary. Um, yep. Really rough with her, like throwing her around, putting her in different positions and stuff like that. And then later he found her like at some kind of club where she was like performing or whatever and basically like apologized. And then they had sex again and he was like much more behaved that time. I don't know. It's weird. So he liked her. Yeah. And like she, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but they had a thing. Definitely a scummy thing to do while you have a pregnant wife. Especially when you're, you're um, working for the family research council and um, preaching against the, the kind of destruction of all these morally decadent lifestyles. Well, that's always the case. Go on, go on. (laughs) Dumb. I was going to say, what, what would Jesus do? Does not anybody ever – what would God do? <laughs> they they, they kind of lost the plot. <laughs> they did. They did. Sorry. Continue, Armand. I don't remember that part in the Bible. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> like it's – I'm sorry, but it's definitely up his alley to yeah. do this because like when you grow up in a subculture where the apparatus is about like – Listening to authority, controlling people. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to be like lashing out and like, okay, I don't actually want to sleep with my wife. I want to sleep with a whole bunch of girls, including uh, people I see on Pornhub or whatever. So it's like, of course, he's going to do that. Yeah. When you're repressing somebody or some, yeah, when you're repressing somebody's desires so much to the point where they join a website, AshleyMadison.com, where like the tagline is like, life is short, have an affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does he do? He has an affair because he's like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to bang porn stars, do blackjack and coke. <laughs> it, it's, it's telling that as entitled as he was to his wife. That wasn't enough for him. Like he had to get something on the side and then he wanted something because like his wife is, I mean, she was raised in the system where it's like, Mm -hmm. be obedient no matter what. Yeah. You can never leave your husband because divorce is a sin Mm -hmm. no matter what. So it's like, he knows that she knows she ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I could do whatever the fuck I want. I want, if I want to bang a porn star, I'm going to go do it. If anything, the system's just enabling him. Yes. Everyone's enabling him, including yeah. his parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, including Bill Gothard. Yeah. Everyone's just yeah. enabling him. Um, this is fine. No one will find out. They don't really talk about this in the documentary, but it, it, it's my belief that Josh like clearly had like a sex addiction of some kind. Um, and I, I, I also I have some extra information about this. Please. Not in the documentary. Give us all the yes. lore. Um, he ready. was, when he was working at the Family Research Council, he was busted for watching porn on a government computer and was fired for that. Um, oh also, God. after Shiny Happy People came out, there was, a, uh, there was a Reddit AMA from 
one of the bodyguards of the Duggar family. And uh, he said that uh, oftentimes he would be like in a follow car when like Josh would drive somewhere. And uh, on more than one occasion, Josh had a like windshield mount for his phone. And while he was driving, he was also watching porn. Oh, my God. Yeah. I am speechless right now. <laughs> the that- level of depravity. Yes, that's what leads me to think like this is some kind of addiction that he had. I'm not trying to like excuse anything that he did, but it's it's clear that like this whole system like really fucked him up in a lot of ways. Yeah. And there's an alternate timeline where he could have gotten help for some of this before. But but Aaron, he had covenant eyes. (laughs) He He knew how to bypass that. Yeah, it's called creating a partition on your hard drive. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, didn't uh, he destroy a hard drive? I don't think so. He cre- he created a partition on a hard drive with a separate operating system. Okay, and that's kind of what he did. <laughs> oh my we're, God. we're we're I, not even we're not even there yet. But yeah, sorry. Um, oh yeah, that was that was the next thing. <laughs> yeah, that's but, the next um, thing I think. Yeah, I, I mean, up to this point, um, I think to to your point, Armand, yeah. like when you take something natural like sexual desire sexuality and you repress it uh to such a degree like it's going to come out in a really unhealthy way you can't be with a girl alone you can't kiss them you can only hold their hand in sight of their father it's like what the fuck like what and that's oh my god i can't even imagine the damage that would do to a developing kids going through puberty you don't understand what's happening with your body you have these feelings for all these girls your own age while at the same time and this is a breadcrumb to lead to the next part you're being repressed Mm -hmm. and like it's putting women on a pedestal yeah and the Mm -hmm. pedestal is virginity Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. the pedestal we need to maintain a girl's virginity up until marriage up until the wedding bed to the point where he can't even kiss her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if she's a bad kisser? What if she doesn't know how to kiss? Mm-hmm. Well, we know they don't. <laughs> I know. I saw them kiss on the show. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? That, that, yeah, some of, those first, some of those kisses looked a little awkward at times. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> she was like sucking his face. Yeah. She was like a face hugger. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ooh. not how you kiss, honey. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you YouTube how to kiss? They show that on the internet? And, like, yeah, but, Josh, at the same time, is, like, pretending he doesn't watch porn. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and the and the TV show is playing this up, too. Like, because they have, like, an episode where it's, like, their wedding. Oh, and, yeah. you know, they're, like, asking his sisters, like, what do you think he's going to do on his wedding night? Or how do you think it's going to go? And... Like they show, like Jim Bob giving Josh like I talk um, about yeah. Here's uh, a birds hand and bees. Book. Here's a handbook. It's like the joy of sex for Christians, but it's like hand jobs and missionary. hand jobs and missionary. That's, <laughs> That's stuck in my head the most because he finally decides to have this talk with his son when he's getting married, and I'm like, wouldn't yeah. you have a talk like that after Knowing like full well that he watches pornography and he and raped his sisters? Yes. Yeah. It's all bullshit. It's all played up for the cameras. He knows it's bullshit. Josh knows it's bullshit. The cameraman doesn't know it's bullshit. Nope. He's getting paid. Nope. He's nope. working. 
Oh, my God. Okay. Well, let's get to his final nail in the coffin. Mm -hmm. That is Josh Dyer because, like, I was hinting at it because, like, when you grow up in a belief system that idolizes virginity and also idolizes fruitfulness, Mm -hmm. having children where babies are so paramount to your belief system, Mm -hmm. of course, he is going to pervert that in his mind Mm -hmm. and watch child pornography mm-hmm. babies yeah that's yep. when i audibly i was like oh no yeah. oh god what the fuck i mean like that's like you're going deep into yeah. the abyss it's not even like as they described in the documentary torturing their invisible pain so i can't even imagine and like the fbi agents that are reviewing this stuff is like this is the top five worst things i've ever seen in my whole life yeah, yeah. It, it, and he came to this yeah, if you really want the details, like you can go digging for him. He is a monster. It's yep. it's in it's insanely fucked up. He's a literal demon. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't believe in the death penalty. Yeah, but but I think but. Uh, we should have some very large men <laughs> show him what's up. Oh, I yeah. hold my pocket. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. What. What ended up happening happening was on his computer at work, uh, he was working at like a was it Jim Bob's car lot or like his own? It was his own dealership. I think it was his okay. own dealership because yeah. the the precursor to all this is like, oh, all the kids are illegal adults, right? Mm-hmm. They want to start their own businesses. So Jim Bob took a little bit out of his pool of golden coins. It's like, here you go, son. <laughs> all that money he made off. Of start that. your yeah. own business, and it was a used car shop that looks like. Uh, you know those like really scummy looking used car places that you see on the yeah. side of the road. One of those. Yeah, like they're laundering money through this thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like no one goes here. Um, so he has his own car lot. He has a computer there and uh, has Covenant Eyes installed on it. If you don't know, it's basically like um, it's more than like a filter. It's uh, you're when you install it, you're supposed to pick someone to kind of be like your accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Covenant Eyes will send that person a report if you try to watch anything unseemly or suggestive. Or I didn't mean to I go on Pornhub. Yeah, I meant I to go sent- on X videos. <laughs> I thought it sent like the whole entire activity for like the um, computer. I thought that's I think what you they can covered. request that. Oh, I okay. think it, it it'll like send you an email if yeah. like the the person that you're an accountability buddy for sees anything. Unusual. Why are you going yeah. on babiesrus.com so much? <laughs> no. Josh. Yeah, so he had, he had it installed on there, but he knew how to bypass that by having a separate partition on his hard drive and having a separate OS on there. Um, Not it was, that hard. Yeah. It's, you can do it in five minutes. If you're somewhat competent with PCs, you can do it. It's not that hard. Um, and yeah, he had uh, child sexual assault materials on the computer. And uh, the was it FBI or Department of uh, it was Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, um, so that's how you know it's yeah, a big deal. They, uh, there's, I can't remember the name of it now. I'll try to get it to you. But there's a wonderful series of uh, YouTube videos, kind of detailing the whole trial and the investigation process of how the Department of Homeland Security was able to uh, track it to him. But oh. essentially, like. 
Yeah, I'm really curious about that. Send that they, to me too. Well, they had because um, obviously they had a tip on him, right? I'll, yeah, I'll sum it up. But like, there's like a bunch of images that he had and a specific video, and that video, like, the Department of Homeland Security knows about. That was like a known, like, I hate to say it, high value. Uh, commodity in the in the circles in which this is distributed um so they have a um, two girls one cup oh, God. essentially um they have like something called a hash associated with this file where um if you try to access it then there's basically a record of it on your computer that uh also alerts the department of homeland security and uh they were able to basically track it to his computer and i don't think they had uh specifically that file like when they seized his his computer but essentially they were able to detect uh traffic to some of these images uh while uh on that computer and they were able to prove it was him because every time that material was accessed he would send a text home to his wife saying hey babe gotta stay late at work So that's how they were able to prove that it was him. And also, like, the password for that partition was also the password that he used for everything else. He's kind of an idiot. Um, But, yeah, the Department of Homeland Security built up, like, a huge case on him before they actually intervened. Um, So there's there's no way he's going to get out of it. Wow. But, of course, they tried. Good. Whew. Yeah, um, he was like, that wasn't me. An ex-con that I hired (laughs) off. It was probably him. Literally, like, when they arrived to, like, investigate and seize his phone and I don't have child stuff, porn. Yeah, he's like, we didn't say what, anything what about child What are you guys porn. here for? Is it child pornography? It's <laughs> <laughs> such a dark subject. It's so laughably dumb at times. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're just asking at that point. You're, to, not, uh, you're not here for the guilty. child porn on my computer, are you? Because I don't have it. Guilty. It, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was, he was well and truly fucked. There's no way he was getting out of that. But oh Jim God. Bob decided that this was a great time to run for office. Oh You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> it's a long story. So during the trial, Jim Bob runs for uh, state representative again. Yep. And Lose, then he blames, loses. like we said in the beginning, the radical left. Yeah. The woke mob. Loses fantastically. And, but I, I have to wonder, like, did he think he would actually win? Or did he think that this would be a distraction from the case with his son? Or That's was 40 he chess right there? Or was he just that brazen that he think he could he could get away with it? What's Occam's razor? <clears throat> I think he's I he think was, it's hubris. I, yeah. yeah. I think he was like, you know what? This is happening, but people believe in me. <laughs> I'm Jim Bob. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna run for Senate. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna run for Senate. Ooh. See that inbred looking guy right there? That's me. Yeah. You see that hot cheerleader? That's my wife. (laughs) See those 19 kids? Those are all mine. They're mine. They came from my sack. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, so yeah, he had, he had his trial. It took forever. Um, but he was convicted, sentenced to 12 and a half years, I think. Yeah. Um, and that was in 2021, right? Uh, yes. I think he was sentenced in 2022. Oh, is it 20? Okay. And last year, uh, yeah, he appealed and then, um, that was recently denied. Uh, so when does he actually go to prison? He's in prison now. 
Okay, guys, let's get off the fence. Will he die in prison? <laughs> oh, man. I don't think so. It depends on what prison he's in. <laughs> Jeffrey uh, Epstein's prison. <laughs> he, he's in like a camera's malfunction. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he, he's in a federal prison in Texas, I believe. Um, okay. And he was busted for having a um, contraband cell phone. Oh. Yeah. Let me guess what porn on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's in solitary confinement now. Damn, oh, my son. God. Yeah. Um, yeah, he might not last much longer. Sorry. Let's. I mean, let's let's talk about the fallout. Of let's this. talk about it. So, oh, uh, when that happened um, in, in 2015, when uh, what Josh did originally in 2002 was um, came out and was a big deal, that ended up canceling 19 Kids and Counting. Yep. And then mm-hmm. there's a spinoff show. Uh, Jill, Jill and Ginger counting on. Yeah, something, something like that. I don't know. I can't keep track of all these show names. They're yeah. terrible. Um, they almost lost their cash cow TLC. Right. They're like, okay, let's do a spinoff with focusing on the girls instead yeah. of the problematic men. Right. They, they're <laughs> like, so no June Bob, no Michelle, none of the Duggar children. But they focused on two of the kids who had like started their own families mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing and a half because uh, with Jill and her husband, Derek, um, they were basically missionaries in uh, South America. And they didn't expect to be contractually obligated to be on this show, but they were. And they're contractually obligated because they signed this contract like on their wedding day in the hustle and bustle of everyone going around the house. And it was just a signature page. Yeah. They were just like, here, sign this. Oh, okay. And they it basically like signed their rights away. So they didn't want to have the birth of their child on this show, but they were basically contractually obligated to. So they ended up like filming it vlog style. Yep. And uh, they basically asked like TLC, like, okay, are we getting paid for this at least? And they're like, oh, you've already been paid because the contract is through your father. So they had to go to Jim Bob and he's basically like, I mean, you're doing your own thing as your family and we're not, you're doing things that we're not agreeing with, such as wearing pants, having a nose ring, drinking alcohol, that sort of thing. So like, no, we don't, we don't want to pay you. And they're like, that's, that's ridiculous. So eventually, um, they, when the show was canceled, they were like, we still want to be paid for like the time that we were on the show. Cause like none of the kids got paid. And Jim Bob was like, well, I could pay you this much, and this much was minimum wage Wasn't for like 18 years. $15 or like $11 or $10? Yeah. $10 an hour for like 18 years. Uh, and they were like, You want 10 bucks? Well, how much is the contract worth? And so how the, much do you want? The condition of that was signing a new contract with them, and they didn't want to, they didn't want to sign that. So, uh, yeah, they were basically screwed out of a ton of money that they should have earned. Um, yeah, that they're entitled to. They're on food stamps. Going to food banks, Jeez. relying on that. Um, yeah, it's it's all all kinds of nasty. Uh, very Christ-like, uh, Jim Bob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would God do, Jim Bob? Come on, man. Yeah. Embezzle money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then – Isn't that uh, a parable about burying your treasure, the talents? Uh, yeah. Or um, the, the guy who was forgiven like a huge debt and then he turned around and tried to like – choke a dude for like owing him 20 bucks um jim bob yeah so 
show got canceled. Uh, Jim Bob hilariously failed his his uh, uh, election, and uh, Jill basically spun off and kind of did her own thing as far as like, um, you know, she's still a still a Christian, but has kind of deconstructed a lot of that. Um, and she was featured in this documentary. She and her husband, uh, Ginger kinda is on that path. Like I mentioned earlier, um, she'll get there, but yeah, yeah IBLP, uh, also like 2015, 2014, um, uh, Bill Gothard was ousted allegations. Um, yeah. Sexual abuse. And so uh, as far as I know, they're not really doing much of anything except like selling their wisdom booklets online, but they're like, sorry, they're, they're Basically, they're branding them as like a Bible study instead of an actual like homeschool curriculum. Yeah. And also featured on the documentary, all these kids who were raised in IBLP, now adults, basically saying like how IBLP like ruined their lives. Yeah. It's a cult. Yeah. I went on a couple of TikToks and I went on uh, the website after watching the documentary yeah. and uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to find some of these people in IBLP. All I had to do was just watch two of them and I was just like... Yep, that's all I need to know about this organization now. Like, their website is even still up, but it's like, how? Yeah, there's way too much to talk about as far as what IBLP got away with. 501C is 503C. Whatever the Mm tax-exempt document is, that's what they have. Protection. Tax-exempt, gifted buildings by mayors of different cities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, it's this huge power structure that, like, exactly. they don't have the leaders now, but the, the the harm that it's done is incalculable. Yeah, I mean, you ruined countless amount of lives of all these kids raised in yeah. the system. Mm-hmm. And now Bill Gothard lives in LaGrange, Illinois. Mm. Oh, he does? He lives in LaGrange. Oh. I can tell the exact street. Oh, oh my God. I'm not going to dox it. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the podcast. Outside the Outside podcast. Outside the podcast, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he hasn't been a part of the organization for a long time, and as the documentary puts it, he lives in this tiny house. He has boxes of his own books that he mm-hmm. self-published all around his living room. Like it's, Still wears his terrible suits. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs for this man. That yeah. Essentially had everything, then lost everything, and now he's essentially a hoarder yeah i don't know if we talked about this on on tape yet but it's weird that like basically you or i or doug like we're just as qualified to talk about like parenting as bill gothard was because <laughs> right we didn't talk about that yeah, yeah. he never married he did, yeah never had kids was Apparently a virgin by like some definitions. Bullshit. Uh, I call bull- yeah, I call <laughs> extreme bullshit on that. Um, where does he get off like having claiming this kind of authority to be teaching about these things? Well, he definitely gets off on having authority. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as discussed. But also, like, did no one think to like ask like what kind of like qualifications he had for this? Everyone have as many kids as possible. Okay, you have no kids. Honestly, I think he was just in the right position at the right time. Because, like, IBLP had humble beginnings. It was just him. He made this booklet of the seven principles Mm -hmm. based on the New Testament. And it just kind of, over time, grew and grew and grew. Had a following. And then now he's in this position where he's like, oh, I'm a leader of this 
megachurch that's also intertwined with the government. And we have government people funding my ventures. And it's like it, it became bigger than him. Mm-hmm. And he was at, mm-hmm. the, at the top. Um, it kind of reminds me, and we didn't really talk about this on the podcast, Aaron, and it's up to you if you want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. At least for me, more overtly, you were, because we met serving in church yeah. on the production team. Mm-hmm. And we were essentially at a satellite church of a larger church body. Yeah. And I used to go to that larger church body. Now, there's a few times where we went to the main church. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I'm bringing this up, Doug, is that we used to go to a church, and it was similarly structured to IBLP, where you have multiple campuses of the same church, and like we have one figurehead, the pastor, who Mm -hmm. then just like with IBLP, also had a fallout of him essentially embezzling money from the church, the funding from the church. He's using that to live a, a grandiose, large life. Abusing big power. Yeah, Jeez. Big game hunting, buys the largest house in the state, um, also got embroiled in a murder-for-hire plot what? against a journalist that was speaking ill of him and his church. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. It's wild. And recently, as in, I believe this year, he is now in national news again because he has been charged with assault and battery. Oh, I didn't hear this. Yes. Wow. This just happened. So, like, while that church, I believe, still exists, Uh I don't know who's leading it. I don't think anybody's leading it anymore. But, like, when you have someone in a central position of power, Power corrupts. Ultimate power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like this is what happens time and time again. We have all these examples of megachurches where we have a central figure at the center of everything. And then guess what? They become megalomaniacal. And it's like this happens to the church. I don't know. I mean, you were there. Yeah. You were there, Aaron, mm-hmm. where we were like, okay. Because like we're sitting down, listening, and all of a sudden someone came out like, okay, everybody. Um, Pastor so-and-so is uh, – is on leave indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, we were. We're there. like, huh? We were in attendance when the announcement came out. Wait, oh, what? <laughs> and the thing is, I always, I always had an inkling that something was wrong with him. Mm. I mm. met him before, and I got the impression that he loves money. Mm. He had a thing with money, and I said that verbally to like other uh, people in the congregation. And they shut me down. They're like, Armand, how dare you? How dare you say that? He loves money? No. He is a godly man. Yeah. If any of those people are listening, which I don't know if they are, who's laughing now? (laughs) (laughs) Told you so. Told you so. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right here. Same thing with IBLP. Mm -hmm. Illinois. This is happening right here. This isn't happening, you know, in Guyana. (laughs) <laughs> Reverend Jim Jones. Yeah. This isn't happening in, you know, wherever Heaven's Gate was, California. This is mm-hmm. happening here in the Midwest. We have cults everywhere. You guys just made me think of the time where I, I had enough with my church. Oh. Do you want to share? Uh, Yeah. So it was, uh, I won't, mm, should I out the church? Should I, should I say the church name? I don't care. <laughs> 
You don't care? Okay. Saints Peter and Paul, by the way. I hope you guys are listening. Um, <laughs> this was, yes, this hey. was in Naperville. Oh, I know where that so, is. That's um, next to my college. So this was, okay. So this was before COVID. This had to be back in like 2017, maybe 2016. Uh, we went to, uh, me and my siblings, we were at church Christmas Eve and we saw pamphlets that were advocating against, you know, gay marriage and like, and, 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 and Planned Parenthood. And we were, all of us were just like, on Christmas Eve? Like, what is this that they're trying to push out to here? It's a Catholic cathedral, by the way. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. Catholic. Yes, it's Catholic. It's a very beautiful building. It is. Red. Very, it's very nice inside, actually. Mm -hmm. Very nice inside. But all of us, we were just like, what is this that this they're is, trying to push hmm. out here against the us church right now? themselves were handing these out? Yeah, there were pamphlets at the ba- at the back of the church. Oh, okay. These were pamphlets that they were like, oh, go grab these pamphlets if you're confused about anything about, about our church. Interesting. Go grab these. And we grabbed them all and we read them when we got back home and we were like, we showed them to our parents and our parents were like, oh, that's just, that's, that's just the church's beliefs and i'm like but that's what you believe right <laughs> your parents huh. yeah no no need to out my parents but it's okay they're against all that okay here's a little but bit of a context it was, too. go on sorry. It, it was eye-opening it was eye-opening sorry sorry i didn't mean to so that cathedral i know exactly where it is because mm-hmm. i went to college there next to it Across the street, literally across the street, there's another church, a United Methodist Church. Oh. And on their uh, crucifix, they have a crucifix in their uh, sanctuary thing. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the Catholic Church, they have like, you know, whether we talked about this during Midnight Mass, t- certain times of the year, elicit different colors and it means certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, for them, which I believe is most of the year, they have a rainbow flag oh. over the crucifix. So these pamphlets were almost mm. kind of like a turf war. Might have been. Maybe they're like throwing Bibles at each oh other. <laughs> Maybe but I should go to that church. Literally across the street. I'm going to go to that church. <laughs> United Methodist Church. United Methodist Church. I would rather go to that church than St. Peter Paul. And they also have uh, women priests. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is true either, but I thought I remember hearing that there was a scandal at that church way back in the day with some kids. When I was attending CCD school there, but I never experienced anything myself, but... What was that movie called? Spotlight? Yeah. Spotlight? Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, it... The show made me think of that immediately. Wow. When, when I was a Catholic, uh, the Catholic church I went to as a kid, there was this priest there, and he was a cool guy. He was cool down to earth. Mm-hmm. He was real. He was almost similar to a Hamish's character in a, mm. uh, Midnight Mass. Yeah, And I don't know what happened. They didn't explain it, but he wasn't there all of a sudden. Mm. And they said, oh, they found something in his past. Oops. And they had to move him. Not going to make any mm. assumptions, but what's the thing that usually happens with Catholic priests? Uh, yeah. They yep. diddle some kids. Oh, Father Flanagan. Oh, no. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't touch my corned beef. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. It's... It's it's it, such a sadness because all of this just flies in the face of like what Christianity is all supposed to be about. Yeah. Um it's it's all 
against like what Jesus preached. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you want to go this direction for the podcast, but I'm, I have some thoughts on what this means as far as like power and masculinity and like how that plays into it. Please mm-hmm. do, because that's definitely a theme yeah. of yeah. this documentary and a lot of documentaries that have to do with this type of subject matter. So please yeah. Yeah. Um, delve into it. Jesus' whole thing was never about seizing power. Um, the kind of expectation that was put on him by a lot of people was that uh, he would basically like lead a, a revolution against like the Roman occupiers and um, that kind of show of force would uh, be the proof that he was the Messiah for his people. But his whole thing was about like giving up power. Um, mm-hmm. He had basically like the power of God at his disposal, but it was always used. It was always given up and used to serve other people. Um, and that's what you miss when you have these kind of cult structures where it's all about uh, consolidating, consolidating power at the top and denying it to other people. Uh, that's what IPLP did, and what's what's really fucky about what they did is what, what's really Excuse fucky me, about what they did was basically like um, they used power in a very patriarchal way, but also they kind of branded that as um, being protection for other people, uh, for like women and children and things like that. Um, but ultimately, it was used to serve themselves and to. Uh, serve men and at, at the expense of women and children. And uh, I mean, it's Jesus who said like, it would be better for a millstone to be uh, wrapped around your neck and you tossed into the sea than to bring any kind of harm to children. Um, so it, it's like, how in the world do you get from that to like a Josh Duggar situation? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, Thank you. Uh, not actually Christians. No. They no. don't actually believe in what they're preaching. They they are not walking in the way of Jesus. No. No. Like, I remember, love thy neighbors, love thyself, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, I'm not going to sit here and say who's a Christian, who isn't, but like, yeah. if you're that far removed from what Jesus told you to do, I don't think you're actually a Christian. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just terrible that people like Bill Gothard can get so far because he says the right words and um, makes some kind of case for what he's saying with what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a misuse of scripture and yeah. when <clears throat> when people view it as a kind of like literal like God's words on paper and this is a kind of uh, manual for living, then it opens itself up to a lot of abuse instead of seeing it as like, this is a this is a book of wisdom where we can learn from other people's experiences as they kind of try to understand God. Um, but we still need to use our brains and figure out like what would actually, what would actually be in line with, the 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 way of life that Jesus demonstrated. Yeah, it's not this. Yeah, no, I, don't I, listen I, to I agree. Guy. You need to listen to me. <laughs> listen to everything I say. Is God's word? Is the truth the way and the life? Don't listen to Aaron. You don't don't use your brain. Just listen to what I'm saying. Make oh. your life easier. All, all hail. This I, is the way. All hail King Pineman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, in some ways, what 
what patriarchy and IBLP does is it it addresses some needs of people where they feel like life is out of control. Um, There's more cults in general Mm -hmm. uh, where like life is out of control and they are particularly vulnerable um, and it gives them a sense of community and safety um, and removes doubt and uncertainty from a lot of life. But that's if you're, if you're, if that's the price that you're paying, then the cost um, everywhere else is just, disastrous yeah i mean it's taken the concept of religion something that can be beautiful something that can be you know moving and inspirational and it's taking it into like a more self-centered route almost it's like you know okay i want to control woman now so guess what i'm gonna form the iblp and underneath god's umbrella is me and then men and then women Mm -hmm. that's how it's gonna be yeah this is the way (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 money, sex, and power all rolled rolled into one. Um, they they preach so hard against like sexual immorality, but they set people up to fail in spectac- spectacular ways. Yeah, um, and it just ruins people's lives. Yeah, you're going to create more damage than you are than to create more good. Which mm-hmm. religion current can create good, but then yeah, it can create this. When you create a forbidden fruit well, situation, kind of, yeah. where you're like, oh, you can't even have any thoughts of sexual immorality towards the opposite sex, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Yeah. They're going to go down more and more radical lanes. They're either going to lash out and be like sluts. Not the slut shame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're wonderful men and women. Yep. (laughs) But it's like, you know, it goes against everything that you're teaching. Like, you know, that stereotype, like all the girls that went to Catholic school, once they're out, they're like, oh, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, how, that's what happens when you repress anything. Yeah, like For example, uh, alcohol. In this country, it's, what, 21? Mm-hmm. In Europe, it's like 13. Yeah. In, in Europe, I'm pretty sure it's like, it's, yeah, like 14 or something like that yeah. with a parent's like approval. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure in Wisconsin, you can have a parent's approval at 18. <laughs> pretty sure, by the way. <laughs> oh, Wisconsin. But like, yeah, it's normalized at that point. Like when you're introducing something to like, I don't know, 13, 14 year olds, like this is alcohol. By the time they're 21, they're like, whatever. It's not like, oh, you can't have it. You can't have it. Mm -hmm. It's just like I was told. Oh, I can finally have it. (laughs) Yeah. Alcohol poisoning. It's like I was told I could never have weed, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. Then it helps with my ADHD, believe it or not. So... Who knew? Who, Who knew? <laughs> Future generations will never believe the lengths we had to go to to get an ounce of weed. <laughs> Not even good weed. Yeah. It was all crusty. It's all stems. Mm-hmm. It's not the Death Star Kush that yeah. you get OG Skywalker, <laughs> Bubba Fett. Oh, my God. Cinderella. <laughs> all of that stuff. The White Rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Now it's good, but it's just expensive as fuck. We're in Chicago. Yeah. We're we're struggling here. <laughs> yeah, that tax is high right now. Yeah. It'll go down eventually. Um, but there's also um the way this intersects with like our ideas of masculinity where they have very limited narrow view of like what it means to be a man or a woman mm-hmm. and you know, instead of saying like you know, women are weak and need your protection and women are here to serve men and like men get all the all the benefits of that and women pay all the all the costs like what if instead the message to men was like you know 
by virtue of you being a man, you just have things better for you in some ways that women don't. And why don't you instead use that kind of power and privilege to serve other people and to, to, to make things a more just and fair world for them uh, instead of, you know, using it to serve yourself. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Cause like, it's still, it still fits in their like framework mm -hmm. that men have power over women, but it's like, instead of like using it for selfish reasons, the dark side, use it for the lights and do good. Yeah. It's like you have privilege. You have these opportunities, um, you know, disproportionately. So why don't you make the, make the level even for everybody? I would I would disagree in in I don't think they would see themselves as like men having a leg up. I think they would say that in in some cases that like, you know, God ultimately holds them responsible for how their family is, mm -hmm. but in practice in the way that they structure everything, um it's it 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 does provide uh the most for men at the expense of women and they I, I think they have a lot of ways to delude themselves into thinking it's not that. We were all born in the 90s. Mm -hmm. In my upbringing and my education, I was told that men and women are equal. And Martin mm. Luther King said we are born equal, no matter mm -hmm. what skin color you have, mm -hmm. what your gender is. So I don't understand where that disconnect comes from. I think it's all down to education, where like these people genuinely believe I mean, it's brainwashing, isn't it? Mm. That men are more important than women. Hmm. I don't know. That's I, just me. I, I just, I have to me. say, we should be teaching people that men and women are equal intellectually. Mm. Yes. I mean, obviously there's biological differences. I think men's muscles are more dense than women. Mm -hmm. There's plenty yeah. of women that can beat the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Every MMA fighter, every USC fighter, <laughs> yeah. Ronda Rousey. But like the average man, the average woman, there is this biological discrepancy. And I think that's where it roots from, mm -hmm. where men are stronger than women. So then they think, well, men should be in charge. Men are I think destined to be the leaders. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it stems from. But now we're in the 21st century. We're not hunter-gatherers anymore. We're not in the first century uh, Palestine. We're in modern society. And I think, I don't know, those belief structures can be altered and updated. But when it comes to fundamentalism, they don't want to do that because it goes against what the Bible says. Because mm -hmm. it was made in that context. Yeah. It's like if we made a a book about how to live and then 2000 4000 years later they're like, "Oh, this is how you live your life." But like I wrote that in the context of right now. Mhm. Mm not thousands of years later. Yeah. I have some thoughts, but Doug, it sounds like you you got something. Um go ahead first. You go okay. first. I'm so collecting them. Um the way it was taught to me was basically like men and women are equal in the eyes of God, but they have like different roles to play. And it just so happened that all the roles with like leadership and authority 
uh, go to the men and all the support roles go to women. Uh, that like, yeah, it's fine for women to work outside the home, but like the husband has like ultimate authority. Like he, he's the one who answers to God for how the family turns out. Um, and you know, there, there are tendencies among men and women and it's, it's important that there's these certain categories for how men and women are supposed to be. And if those categories are confused or mixed, then all sorts of nonsense can happen. And we don't want that, do we? Um, which kind of goes to the current moral panic about trans people. Um, and that whole deal, which, you know, we're, th this podcast is already long enough. We're not going to get into that, <laughs> but, um, it, I'll just bring that up to say it's all connected. Um, and I, I, I think it's interesting to see that if you approach the Bible in a certain way where you do think that it is a kind of written in stone kind of once and for all thing that it is kind of the guidebook for life and you don't understand that it was written in a certain time and place and culture and we have some work to do on our end to understand like what is it trying to say to the people at the time and how can we learn from that instead um, instead, if you approach it where it's like, this is a once and for all kind of firmly fixed rule book, then that's where you can kind of support these kinds of things where patriarchal rule was the norm and you miss the ways that the Bible does kind of support women as far as like, especially in the early church, the role of women being recognized, um, the really revolutionary teaching that like, husbands are supposed to honor their wives and uh, like give up their lives for them. And uh, that men and women like neither is entitled to sex with the other. Um, like that was revolutionary at the time. Um, and we kind of miss that if all that, what you're looking for is like second Timothy, second Timothy, where it says like women shouldn't talk in church and all, all the court, all the sorts of like clobber verses that people pull out to justify this or that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the inverse of the Thomas Jefferson Bible where he famously ripped out all the pages of like anything metaphysical. Yeah. <laughs> it's the inverse of that because it's like, okay, let me cherry pick all the verses that support a patriarchy mm -hmm. where <laughs> we have domination over women and over everything. Yeah. Because the Bible, you're right, Aaron, is very pro-woman. Mm -hmm. It's very pro-women. Yeah. Um, they just coincidentally seem to uh, ignore that. Yeah. All these cults. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So my, my point being that like, if you use the Bible in this way, it provides a lot of justification for, um, uh, propping up patriarchal ways of looking at the world. Um, if you take it more as, um, a book of wisdom, uh, that's kind of a repository for wisdom from this certain group of people at this certain time, and it's more asking questions rather than providing all the answers, then it gives you the room to actually wrestle with these kinds of questions. Like how should men and women relate to each other? What does it actually even mean to be a man or a woman? And you can have a lot more interesting and productive conversations from that, but that's hard and requires nuance and right. listening to each other. And isn't it so much easier to just have all the answers and flex your authority <laughs> instead of uh, actually trying to, find a better way mm -hmm. yeah 
There's a lot of buzz about what is a woman, but what is a man? <laughs> I mean, spe- speaking of finding a better way, I finally got all my thoughts together because yeah. I've witnessed this kind of like happen in firsthand because I grew up in a in a very Catholic household. My mom made me go to church every year until I was 18. And I was basically raised, like I was taught literally that the woman is pretty much almost the head of the household, but does like a majority of like the, of the cooking and stuff like that, taking Mm -hmm. care of the stuff around the house and stuff like that. Gender role. This was just kind of like how I like grew up. And with observing my parents, I watched that basically turn into like my dad doing some cooking, my dad starting to do like the laundry and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember them us like sitting us down at one point and saying, hey, you know, yes, your mom. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Has done like the cooking for you the most of your life. Yes, you know, it seems like women should be doing all these roles, but really, my dad was like, no, that's like, mm. that's, that's kind of like not the case. Interesting. So there's it this, was a, there's this disconnect between like what you were taught and what actually happened at your house. Yes, yes. So that's why I was like a little confused with like my church growing up. I was like, it's teaching me this way, but you guys are starting to do this. And hmm. he's like, yeah, because it's sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm like, so I'm like, can you like explain to me like this? Like, like I remember this talk. I think that this happened when I was like 13 or like 12 when I literally asked my dad about sexism mm-hmm. and he just laid it all out for me. And I was just like, I was like, wow. So I should start doing my own laundry then, huh? <laughs> but I mean, cool parents, but I mean, it's, it's nice to see, you know, that happen in a Catholic setting where it's like, they're trying to raise you one way. And then it's like, but at home it's like, but my, but my mom doesn't do most of the cooking, so it's like mm-hmm. it. It it was. I was I was super grateful for learning it for from my dad teaching me about sexism because if I didn't learn it from him, I probably wouldn't have learned it until much later in life, and wow. I probably would have had a little bit much of a probably would have had a different view set to be honest. Problematic mm. views. Not saying there's anything wrong with traditional gender roles, mm-hmm. but. You know, modern society where we are now, I think men and women are more equal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like if I create a book now, like you said, like it's not like in 2000 years, times are going to be different. Right now. We don't know what it's going to be like that. It's going to be probably more accepting. What's gender? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We're all aliens now. (laughs) (laughs) We're disembodied thoughts in a a computer. Um, But there's always something more to learn. There's oh, I mean, it's just because of book tells you that it has to do it has to be done this way doesn't mean it you know necessarily has to be but it's it's just it's using your own discernment and distilling the information and it's like okay what how is this relevant to me today yeah mm-hmm. what is the core thing this story is trying to tell me is this okay now right <laughs> yeah it was made in this context and like historically it's like okay this makes sense but like today how does this apply to my life 
And I think it's a venture of missing the point mm-hmm. with all of these people. It's like, okay, you know, like you said, Aaron, it's like people treat it as like the end all be all. It's set in stone, but it's a living document. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it stood the test of time thousands upon thousands of years later because there is wisdom in there. However, it's up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. And people just don't want to interpret it in different ways. They want it literal. Very small minority of people, but that small minority of people is ruining a whole bunch of lives. Generations Mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. Ruining religion too, almost. Right. Yeah. That's that's why this documentary is so important because, like we said, IBLP has had a huge influence. Maybe not anymore. We'll see. Um, But, you know, if that goes away, there's going to be others who kind of still have the same mindset. I have seen. And they're having huge influence on you know, politics and society today. I have seen echoes of IBLP. Oh. Because, like, when this documentary came out, you know, I'd like to stir the pot a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we know people that, you know, were homeschooled, that grew up in very, uh, what do you call it, fundamentalist um, environments. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, have you heard of this documentary? Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard of it. Did you watch it? (laughs) Uh, no. And, like, people that we know are aware of this, that subscribe to fundamentalism, Mm -hmm. and they are choosing not to engage with this because they see it as an attack on their beliefs. Mm. I'm not going to say these individuals were brought up in ATI, but... It's close enough. Close enough. Where it's, like, things that I was taught in public school college are not compatible with what they were taught, Hmm. which is like evolution isn't real. I mean, it's this documentary talks about the creation museum and I encountered people that grew up in this uh, system in college and they're like, Oh yeah. You know, over the weekend I went to the creation museum and I scoffed. I laughed. I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think of that? Oh, I thought it was amazing. And I'm like, in my mind, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Play along. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. What was it like? Oh, I saw you know how man and dinosaurs coexisted. And like, red alert, red alert, ding <laughs> dong. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Like, this whole documentary is just eye-opening on so many different levels. But like, it also people that don't want to be receptive to its uh, message of like, hey... Perhaps you were brainwashed. Mm-hmm. This isn't the way. Mm-hmm. People are like, nope. Yeah. Because then that's, I mean, imagine telling, imagine being told, hey, everything you know, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty shattering to a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like that happens more commonly, though, nowadays, too. Because, I mean, with all the different types of religions you have out there and all the different types of cults, I mean, yeah, it just doesn't stop with just doesn't start and stop with the Stugger family or IBLP. It's yeah. Stockholm right. syndrome. Yeah, um, but I I do see a lot of hope, and that's kind of where the yes. uh, documentary ends. Is we uh, first of all just tons of interviews with survivors of IBLP yes. um, that are all fantastic in their own way. Um, but a lot of them they like find each other by like sharing their story on TikTok and other platforms, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the the we we have ways now where if let's say you get approached by an IBLP and 
it sounds pretty good, sounds appealing. We have ways now where you could just look it up and see like, oh, there are a bunch of scumbags and not get into that. Or you mm -hmm. find stories of other people who kind of went through what you went through and you realize like there's a way forward out of this. Um, and it, it, it is really tough for people who have come out of that to leave it. Um, Anna Duggar is still married to Josh Duggar. Um, most of the Duggar children are still like on their family side. Uh, yeah. Aren't they, is, are they still living at home or um, I forgot to ask that. Sorry. I think there's one adult Duggar child who's still living at home. Okay. Um, I forget her name and the rest are still minors. Um, but uh, so yeah, you, you have like a Jill or a ginger Duggar who kind of breaks away Um but it is very, very difficult to leave that system, and that's kind of by design. Yeah. They don't want people to leave. Especially when it's like your parents, too. You, yeah. don't, you never want to leave your parents. I mean, that's always hard, too. But, I mean, yeah. some people have to make that decision to be like, yeah. But for those who are, like, brave enough to do it, we get to see their stories now. Yes. And, we can, and, and that's what's really great about this documentary is that it kind of places those people at the center of it. Um, this is not some kind of like voyeuristic looking at this disaster from the outside kind of thing. It's really focused on the people who ex experienced it firsthand. So that's kind of what sets shiny, happy, shiny, happy people apart from other documentaries like this. Before we go into off the fence, cause I think we talked about everything about this documentary. Mm -hmm. Aaron or Doug. There has been a recent statement from the Duggars because like this uh, documentary series ends with uh, saying that Bill Gothard has denied any statements regarding this. And also mm -hmm. the yeah. Duggars refused to comment, <laughs> refused to comments. But I... recently, as in a few days ago of this recording, the Duggars have finally spoke out about, as they put it, this quote documentary <laughs> about them. Yeah. Would you guys like to read that statement? Do you want to, Doug? <laughs> sure, I'll do it. I got it right okay, up but right here. You got to do your best Michelle Duggar voice. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I talk like this? We're very, very calm. We're just going to be very calm. It's a calm. little more sing songy. But it's a little more sing songy. Kind of like this? Like or is it too much? <laughs> a note from Jim, Bob, and Michelle. Do you want to read it like that? Or do you want me to read it in my <laughs> normal do. voice? Please do. The recent documentary. In quotes. Wait. The recent documentary that talks about <laughs> our family is sad because in it, we see the media and those with ill intentions hurting people we love oh oh like other families ours too has experienced the joys and heartbreaks of life just in a very public format this documentary paints <laughs> so much and so many in a derogatory and centralized sense sensationalized way because sadly that is the direction of entertainment these days sad oh shaking my head we have always believed that the best chance to repair damaged relationships or to reconcile differences is through love in a private setting. Oh, is that what Josh did? Okay. Hey. We love every member of our family and will continue to do all we can to have a good relationship with each one. Oh. Through both of the tri through both triumphs, 
through both the triumphs and the trials, we have clung to our faith all the more and discovered that our, that through the love and grace of Jesus, we find strength, comfort, and purpose. Is that what you call it? <clears throat> Michelle Duggard. <laughs> oh Amen. God. Amen. <laughs> that was hard to do that in a straight voice. Thank you, I'm Michelle. You. My God. That was a crock of shit. <laughs> My God. Yeah. June 1st, 2023, people, Oof. by the way. That was real recent. God, so recent. That's just embarrassing. Yeah. They're... Yeah, there's 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 no way out for them as far as changing. No, nope, nope. Yeah, I mean, it's like how can he even take them as credible at this point? Because like, it's I not like know. it's not even sensationalized. It's not salacious. It's coming out of the mouth of their daughter. Yeah, yeah, and like their friends and like relatives, cousins. It's not like. You know, like a gotcha piece. It's literally them sitting on a couch like, this is what happened. Yeah. Yep. The facts are facts. Oh, what I would give to be on that family group chat. (laughs) That would be an interesting family group chat. Oh, I'm sure Jim Bob, the mask (laughs) is off. Oh, my God. We need to shut this shit down. (laughs) I didn't know my kids are part of the radical left. Yeah. If Trump was president... Oh, None of this would happen. My son would not be in jail. Oh, my God. Your son should be in jail. Even though Trump convicted the most child predators out of any presidents yeah. over the last 20 years. Yeah. yeah. But the Duggars are safe. You know what's hilarious? What's hilarious, Aaron? Jim, when, Jim Bob, when Jim Bob was state representative of Arkansas, he tried to pass a bill that would mandate a... Uh, online database of child predators. They're like, oh, you mean for your son? Wait, wait, no, no, not that. <laughs> Hold on, I need to talk to chief of police. Oh, my God. Let me slip him a 20. Uh, just give my son a certain talking to. Don't yeah. worry, he'll get a wife. <laughs> oh he God. won't He won't have any, any more of these issues. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Whoops. Oops. Oops. Nope. Okay, guys, let's get off the fence. My first question is, uh, will Josh Duggar serve out his 12 and a half years or will he be released for good behavior? Mm. Oh, no, don't tell me that. I mean, a lot of these high profile people, oh, six months later, oh, they're out. I mean, he has a reputation for not suffering the consequences of his actions. Um, I would not be surprised. It'd be very disappointing, but yeah. Then again, it is a federal case with the Department of Homeland Security. I really don't think there's that much wiggle room. <laughs> I hope there's not much wiggle room. I hope he stays in there. Yeah. Unless yeah. my pillow. Oh, the my pillow guy <laughs> comes in. He's like, "Listen, I need to exonerate." He becomes president. Yep. I overthrow the government. This is the pillow country now. <laughs> Josh Duggar, you're free. God. You know what would what would be wild? Rudy Giuliani as vice president for my pillow man. You know <laughs> You know what else would be wild? What? Uh Josh Duggar serves out his sentence and then he becomes the spokesman for Operation Underground Railroad. <laughs> oh my god. No, he he funds uh I know, Sound of Freedom too. <laughs> 
I know firsthand what it's like. I know what it's like. Trust me. No, he's going to have, he's going to serve out his 12 years. He's probably going to have some bullshit thing. Like, I found God. Like, he tries to yeah. emulate Paul. Because yeah. Paul wrote most of the New Testament mm-hmm. in jail. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, oh, I, I had that road, the, the vision in the Damascus road, just like Paul. And now I'm trying to save children from online predators, like who I was. He starts like an online course with Kajabi, charges like $250. Just buy uh, my course. Yeah. 12 easy payments of $2,999. Oh my God. <laughs> you too can be like me, a Duggar. Yeah. God. Pass. No, You'll get you. the award, the Duggies. Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't wish harm on him, but it wouldn't surprise me. Because usually when you harm children and you go to prison, they don't like that. No. Yeah. Tends to put a target on your back. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he had to, yeah, if he has to, he's, you said he's in solitary confinement now, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in there for a very long time. For his own protection. For his own protection. I yeah. Mean, I know a lot of, I mean... At least it's been perceived in the media, you know, from what I've seen, you know, in TV shows and in movies. They don't like that shit. They don't like, you know, nope. child mm-hmm. rapists or rapists in general, usually. Because so. yeah. Jared Fogle, the subway guy, who Oof. was also a child molester. Yeah. He went to prison. He's in prison now. Mm-hmm. And he was flaunting. Oh, I did all this and really? that. And he got the shit kicked oh. out of him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Sorry, but uh, good. <laughs> I don't. I don't advocate uh, violence as retribution, but it's yeah. Uh, at a certain point, like you get what's coming to you. Yep, you reap what you sow. Karma. Yeah, yeah. karma um, will be his boyfriend. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, I, I hope he's never allowed access near a child ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he's going to be under like pretty heavy probation whenever he comes comes out. Like, like no access to kids, no like internet, no like phone. We'll see what happens. He'll just create his own partition. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll have like a burner phone. Yeah, freedom phone. <laughs> Whatever that alt right phone company. You know what I'm talking about. Patriot Mobile. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, here's how you. They're don't... trying to censor us. Censor what? <laughs> don't get caught going on, going to the Capitol <laughs> on January sixth. Um, <laughs> I was researching. Uh, the, the, I was, it's just research. More importantly, I hope IBLP goes up in flames and we never hear of them again. If yep. Scientology isn't brought down, I don't think IBLP <laughs> is going to get brought down. You know That's what I'm fair. saying? Yeah, there's just so yeah. much money in real estate alone. Like Scientology has, I kid you not, billions of dollars in real estate. Ooh. Their their congregation is only a few thousand. Yeah, you do the math. That's a lot. So why do you need so many, Why do you, why do you need that much? <laughs> power, money. Yeah. So yep. my next question is. So we talked about the Joshua generation. And do you think, because like this document, this is kind of like the footnote of the documentary. I've seen it on social media. It's weird where it's like these Christian influencers are like pushing 
the agenda of like oh like trad wife influencers yeah. exactly <laughs> my trad wife made me dinner and it's like yeah. chicken nuggets Cringe. french fries the those brownies <laughs> from hostess oh my god yeah like it's they're definitely pushing an agenda where they're it's indoctrination through memes and through tiktok and social mm-hmm. media like these uh survivors of iblp say Social media was like almost engineered as the propaganda arm for these people because mm. they could just weaponize it and yeah. like it's an echo chamber. There's no one there to debate them. There's no one there to debunk these claims. It's just them in an open forum and they could say whatever they want. Yeah. And you've it, got an algorithm that will keep you on that same track. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And who is mostly on social media other than everybody, but it's mostly kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're consuming this, they're impressionable. They're going to get radicalized, and all of a sudden, I mean, we already see, I believe it's Gen Z, they're more conservative than any generation prior. They're more conservative than millennials. Would not have guessed that. And it's because not only do they see all the bullshit happening with, like, all the culture war stuff going on, but also Mm -hmm. they're being radicalized online because where was their upbringing? Online, Mm -hmm. social media. They were raised in the digital age. We weren't. We're the last generation to have analog stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you think the Duggars are just a stepping stone for what is to come with this Joshua generation? Or do you think it's, this is just going to fizzle out? I'm trying to remember the viewership numbers for the Duggar shows. Millions. Millions. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, the highest for TLC. They, they got their show shut down. Yeah. That's one show. How many people are... You know, Still, having having impressions daily on TikTok or other social media, it's got to be like right. many times that number, right? Right. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, because it's not a programmed block of TV. Eight o'clock. Yeah, it's in their phone, which can be accessed all day long. Mm-hmm. And they have an algorithm feeding them uh, that content and similar content. Yep. I know how TikTok works, because once you look at something, you you you, you get the lane. Yep. For you, Paige. Yep. I mean, I could, but I hope it ends with them because of all the stuff and all the, like, drama surrounding it, all of, like, the truth behind it, too. I hope it doesn't continue on. Right. After them, I hope they're not the launchpin for all this. I hope it kind of just fizzles out because I don't know if anybody, I don't know if, I, if this is true or not, but I thought I remember seeing an article about with Gen Z and religion, that they're not as religious as the prior generations have been. I think so, progressively people are becoming less and less religious. Yeah. And I think it's because of stories like this. I mean, like I'm I'm a, I'm a perfect example right now. Mm-hmm. It's someone who used to be Catholic and then saw a bunch of cult documentaries and I was like, yeah. Yeah, let's take a step back here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope I hope it's not a launch pin. I really hope not. Well, I mean, we are seeing their master plan come to fruition, as I said earlier. Yeah. Where the Supreme Court is now stacked mm-hmm. with fundamentalist Christians. Which where, I'm going to try to f- research and find all those people and never vote for those people again. Yeah. But, <laughs> the thing is, you can't vote. But I can't vote for those people, probably. <laughs> They're appointed. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're already appointed. Yeah. And they serve for life. Mm-hmm. No other position ever. Who who thought it was a great idea to make a position 
where you are there until you're dead. You can't even do that with a presidency. No, they're there for four years. Maybe so, eight. So mm. so let's make it two. <laughs> we had a – it was Andrew Yang. He was like, we should have them serve 16 years, which means every four years we get two or one new justice. So every president, when they get sworn in, we would get swapping out of one of the justices, if that makes sense. Okay. It's still a long as fuck time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, but at least you have that <laughs> rotating door. Eventually, at least you have that rotating door. Out. At least you have it. Yeah. I would take it at this point. Yeah, I, but I would want more. I'm not sure if Gen Z is like less spiritual. Like I, 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 I wonder. Like rocks. I wonder if um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, of course, but I wonder if the decline in religion is more so to do with a distrust of like institutions um, and institutional mm-hmm. power yeah. um, and the kind of fragmentation of life in general as it comes with, mm-hmm. um, with uh, digital media. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if there's still that kind of like spiritual bent to people as it seems to be part of the human condition or not. No, d- um, but, but not necessarily associated with like organized religion. Yeah, I mean, I'm still spiritual. I still believe in an afterlife, even mm-hmm. though I'm not. Don't consider myself religious. I still yeah. feel like there's, there could be a higher power. There could be a, something waiting for us at the end. I mean, I'm never gonna shy away from that possibility. But yeah, no, yeah, I think I I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. So, and speaking of religion, so we talked about IBLP and uh, Bill Gothard. He's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. It seems that uh, Jim Bob is the de facto leader. Do you think he's going to be a cult leader eventually, just like Bill Gothard? Because his run on government seemingly is failing left and right. So will he turn to religion and become a televangelist? He had a lot of practice with his own family. You're right there. I could easily I can, see him becoming the next Joel Olstein or next Bill Gothard. Yeah. yeah. He's like teed up. It's like, all right, now it's your turn, Jim Bob. Mm. I hope it's really hard for him for all that shit, you know, that he's done and that he's put his like kids through and the stuff that he's lied about. Yeah. Kind of hard to cover up what happened with his son. <laughs> yeah. I hope that, I mean, he'll just use that as like, his testimony, like my children, my eldest child mm. became a predator. And you know, that's the cross I have to bear is yeah, that my maybe. own offspring is Cain. But even Cain was forgiven by God. You told he's going to yeah. spin it somehow. Yeah, maybe. And, yeah. and people are like, Oh, he's so vulnerable. <laughs> like, he's just like me. Yeah. Dang it, Armand. I could actually see that happening. <laughs> I could if, have been there more, but no, I wasn't. Before the podcast, we were talking about VidAngel, Angel Studios. Yes, with Sound mm-hmm. of Freedom. What if uh, what if the Duggars get a show on VidAngel? Oh, they oh will. <laughs> they want to hunt because there's obviously a market for them. Yeah. But like, I think even VidAngel and Angel Studios knows better than to invest money in this controversial of a topic. Mm-hmm. They might do 
a documentary where it's like a spin piece where it's like, oh, they're actually good and stuff like that. But I don't think, I don't think they're dumb enough to ha- to make a a Duggar show. I mean, kind of like the Kardashians with Hulu. Just imagine like browsing through VidAngel, trying to find something to watch, and right next to each other you find Sound of Freedom and Twenty Kids and Counting. Oh God. <laughs> 20 kids. Ooh. Who's the 20th kid? Oh, man. They adopted someone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because uh, Michelle can't have kids anymore. Yeah. I, she reached her biological limits. Yeah. 19 and, kids. And that's a whole bucket of shrimp, too, because, like, Wasn't... Uh, IBLP teaches that, like, if you adopt a kid, that they are, like, tainted with the sin of their biological parents. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel bad for that kid now. Yeah. That's such Sorry. a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just... God, what? Yeah. That's a... yeah. What can we do? We're adopting you, but uh, by the way, you still bear the sins of your father. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, don't get too close to my actual kids. Yeah. Like, oh, like, how, like, my, my like, kids. like how, how would you feel if you were that person? They don't care. They don't have empathy. <laughs> if they had empathy, they wouldn't have those beliefs. Yeah. You're absolutely You're right. You're forever stained yeah. by someone that you don't even, like, that you can't control your, your own father. Yeah. It, Jesus even said, do not attribute the sins of the father to the son. Yeah. I, I just love. Thank you. you know, it's not this man's sin or or his parents. It's an info war for the glory of for the glory of God that he was born blind. Those who have, I mean, it's 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 literally 1984. Those who hold information control the future. They control everything. If they okay, if you're if you're brought up in a system where they have all of the information and you're not privy to it, they could say whatever the fuck they want, and you'll just believe it. It's just like in the Middle Ages. Where the church, you know, had the books in Latin and everyone's illiterate and they can't read and they're not allowed to read the Bible. So they could just make up shit. Mm. They're like, oh, my God, this is what the Bible says. I need to give them all my money. That's why if you're listening to this, you're part of the resistance. Welcome to the info. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's just God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, yeah. That's, that's, that's a great way to end this. God damn it. God, God damn it. <laughs> God damn them straight to hell. <laughs> Interdimensional trial molesters. Oh my God. Last question. Would you recommend this documentary series, Shiny Happy People, to a friend? Yeah. Just like, uh, I don't know, child sexual assault materials and harm to children is um, not everyone's bag. So if that's mm-hmm. not your thing, maybe maybe skip on this. Um, but if you've listened to the podcast, you're this far already, then yeah, it's probably, probably, you're probably going to like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's, um, it's more of the listener to tell other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's handled in a very... Um, sensitive way in 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 a way that really honors the victims of it which is really the opposite of something like sound of freedom so um we're we're gonna bash that movie until uh, the end of time but um yeah i would recommend it to kind of the right person if kind of like looking into the seedy underbelly of fundamentalism 
slash true crime is kind of your thing, mm-hmm. you're going to like this. How about you, Doug? Yeah, to my religious friends, I would especially say, okay, I would I would lay it out. I would say, hey, this involves child molestation. Mm-hmm. If that's not for you, then you shouldn't watch this. But if, you know, that's just going to shock you and, you know, you're ultimately okay with it, watch it because it is very informational. Exactly. Yes. If if you're like stunned whenever news of a, a scandal like this comes out. Yeah. You need to watch this. I was stunned. <laughs> like I watched each episode and at the end of each episode, my jaw was like on the floor. Yeah. I was like, what? And for us. It's right down the street. Yeah. It's in our neighborhood. It's, yeah. We we all know that building, their headquarters. I didn't I saw the, the the sign one time years ago and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Basic life principle. <laughs> yeah. What does this mean? Uh, I don't know. This was happening right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you live in Illinois, watch this shit. Yeah. It, but, but my my point being like if the news of what Josh Duggar did came out and you're like, what? How could this happen? People like these, you need to watch this. Yes. <laughs> yes. You may not like it, but it is most important for you to watch this. Yep. How do you dispel the darkness? You bring it to the light. Yes. You, you shine the light on it. Hence the name Spotlight of mm-hmm. that one movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, this is an issue. I mean, there's so many layers to this. You know, fundamentalism, cult-like thinking, uh, people being just facades for their own dark desires. Josh Duggar, mm-hmm. Jim Bob. Mm-hmm. And this movie is like, okay, this shines a light on something that people just didn't know about, whether it's the Duggars, IBLP. Like, IBLP is just down the street. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I had no now idea I what know it what it is. And now I'm like, well, I think this organization should be disbanded at all costs. Yeah. Like, when the whole Scientology thing happened in the mid-2000s, people didn't really know what Scientology was. It only wasn't until the memes... The hacker group known as Anonymous mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, we need to stop Scientology because of X, Y, and Z. They're a cult. They believe not, o- not only do they believe in like Xenu and the galactic overlords, but they're like harming people. So it's like we should attribute that type of momentum towards IBLP and other fringe groups. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? This isn't a religion. This is a cult. You're harming people. You shouldn't be a tax exempt, first of all. Yeah. And you should be disbanded. Be labeled yeah. as a hate group, terrorist organization, whatever. Like this is incongruence to the American life. You are putting people in harm's way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are enslaving people. You're entrapping people. So yeah, that's why I think everyone should watch this. Yeah, it's a heavy it's a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Hard pills to swallow. This is one of them. It's like, and this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These shiny, happy people that pretend everything's all perfect all the time. Guess what? It's not. We have nope. the father controlling his entire family, including his wife and kids, to the point where like they're enslaved to him. They're indentured servants. He mm-hmm. won't give them money, even though it's their hard-earned cash. They did the labor. They can't get the money. And his mom is, or his wife, their mom is like, brainwashed into thinking her only purpose is to give them children. Mm-hmm. My God, this is just a quagmire. What's her purpose All now? Up. Exactly. Uh, Obey her Sorry. husband. <laughs> Someone had to ask that question. And her husband is like QAnon adjacent. 
Yeah. God, like it's just what, Jim? I'm shaking. How my did head. we get here? <laughs> you're a blue collared worker trying to provide for your family, and then now you're at the center of this cult. You're blaming the radical left for all of your qualms and issues, and your your children are doing unspeakable things to themselves. Yeah. My God. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but if uh, if Jill Duggar can get out and kind of start doing her own thing and start processing through everything that happened, right? Maybe Ginger, definitely the ex IBLP members. Mm-hmm. Then I think there's still hope. Yep. Yeah. Just like with uh, Ron Miscavige, David Miscavige's father, who escaped Scientology, he's been an outspoken critic. Uh, we have that one uh, girl that grew up in the Westboro Baptist Church, who was oh, yeah. an ardent believer, is now out and is a huge critic against that uh, hate group. So it's like Jill can do a lot of good with her platform. Like she's like teed up to, you know, be a voice of reason. For all these unreasonable people, like, she could do it. She could change a lot of lives. She could bring a lot of awareness to this. It's mm-hmm. whether or not she wants to do it and to endure that pain all over again. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I think it's up to us to spread the news. Yes. To stop IBLP. And to inform you about Chinese happy people. Now yeah. on Amazon. Now on Amazon Prime. Yep. Go watch it now. Four episodes. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for doing this. This was a heavy show, and thank I did you. not expect to go two and a half hours. <laughs> hey, I'd say that's time well spent. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Oh, my God. All right. Well, before we go, Aaron, you have a podcast. I do. It's called WSTR, Galactic Public Access. It's a Star Wars podcast. You can find it at WSTR Media, anywhere, everywhere. It's free. Did you know that? Oh, lowercase. Yeah. All one word. <laughs> Exactly. Much lighter than this. Yeah, we just did a trivia night. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. I got my ass spanked. It was fun. It was It was a good time. Was <laughs> good Can time. I ask if you're going to do anything on Ahsoka? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to it. Yeah, so that'll be next week. It's going to be good. 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 All right, Doug, where can people find you? I know you're on the internet. You can find me on uh, twitch.tv backslash wow underscore it's a Pop-Tart. That's right. And what do you do on Twitch, Doug? I stream mostly horror games, but I also do a lot of variety stuff. I play with my viewers. So, you know, if you ever want to hang out and just play some video games one day, just come on in. Sweet. I might have to hit you up on that. Yeah. Because I have a nice gaming PC. Oh, I have a nice God. gaming PC, too. Hey, I'll drop in one day. Oh, okay. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This has yeah. been real. And until next time, stop that scroll. Spend more time watching. Goodbye, everybody. That's it for this time on The Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and letterboxed at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server, where you can catch Armand along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.